Hello, friends. The Morally Flexible podcast is devoid of any redeemable qualities. This show is basically a couple of drunk people doing some movie reviews, discussing topics that will make most people sick, and sharing life lessons of no educational value. Think of it as tainted domestic wisdom. This is a two to three hour podcast. If you have the attention span of a squirrel, please stop listening and unsubscribe. We also provide spoiler-filled movie reviews. If you haven't seen the movies reviewed in this episode, please stop listening and go watch them. Lastly, this show is full of explicit content. If the words shit, fuck, bitch, whore, cock, pussy, or jizz bother you, it's probably too late. You've already been triggered. Hit stop now. We at the Morally Flexible Podcast thank you and hope you enjoy the show. It's the Welcome to the Morally Flexible Podcast. My name is Josh and I am your host. Tonight's episode is all about the book of Boba Fett. We're going to take a deep dive into that. And in the Kids Corner, we're going to be talking about Tall Girl Part 2. Unfortunately, this evening, Mr. Michael Weed is not with us. However, I am joined by multiple time co-host. She is the Phoenix Shan to my Boba Fett, uh, Miss Angie. Angela, how are you this evening? great oh i can't believe i get to be fennec that's right that's right so i kind of threw it out last week hey you know people review us you know follow us on twitter i did all the bullshit right and it's not bullshit it's just things you want to do because you know you want to motivate people to tell your friends about us and all this other stuff right right all right, so you ever heard the saying, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away? Oh, no. So I got a wonderful five-star review from one of our listeners. Uh, his name is Doug, and he said, uh, I really enjoy listening to this show. The banter is amazing, and the hosts are there to have fun, and you can tell. I have a handful of podcasts I tell people about, and this is one of them. Doug, thank you so much. Doug is not a member of my family, nor is he a, like, friend of mine. He is an actual, honest-to-God listener of the show. That is amazing. Uh, Thank you, Doug. Hi, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes. He goes by EKG Artifact, by the way. So, yes, that was great. And then the Lord taketh away. We actually lost a follower on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) But it's only a follower on Twitter. I mean... Come on, not that big of a deal. I wanted to get to 100, and we've taken a step backwards now. <laughs> it sounds like I stream on Twitch, and like I kept setting this goal for like 200 followers on, on Twitch, and I'd get to 200, and then all of a sudden I'd look at my stats again, and I'd lost two followers. <laughs> I've been like trying to get to 200 for forever. Well, you know, you do what you can. I'm all yes. about fan service, but I don't want to pander, right? Everybody, just go give them a follow. Yes. It'll make Josh hard. 
Trust me, you won't. Ha- you won't, and this is true. And you won't have to do anything if you follow us, because God knows I don't post anything ever. So outside, you don't of, post that much. No, yeah. I don't. So you won't really have to do any work and go. Oh, fucking MFP is posting again. God damn it! What is it now? No, you won't have to deal with that. It'll just be the announcements for the show and maybe a rando here and there that is probably a meme, a meme I've stolen from somewhere else. But but you're generally funny, so I try. It's a bonus. I do try. So email. We are contact at morallyflexiblepodcast.com. Facebook, the Morally Flexible Podcast. Twitter, at the Morally. Instagram, morally underscore flexible underscore podcast. And we can be seen on all of the things at anchor.fm forward slash morally flexible podcast. Drinks. Angela, what are you drinking tonight? Hey, do not judge me. I went looking in my refrigerator for a mixer for any kind of liquor and came up empty. And then I looked around and I was like, oh, I have a whole case of Bud Light lemonade seltzers. Oh, my God. All so right. that's what I'm drinking. And then I also sent my son out for a... A spin around the garage to see what he can find. He found me a Dr. Pepper, so it may change to vodka and Dr. Pepper later. Oh, so you do we'll have a, you do have a bottle of vodka at home? Oh God, I have vodka, Jameson, several kinds of rum, several kinds of liqueurs. I, I've I've got shit. I just need mix to go with it. You, so you can't drink drink it straight. Well, the only thing I drink straight is the Patron. I have that too. So that may end up happening, too. We may have to take lots of breaks. (laughs) I was going to say, what happened to you? Jesus Christ. When I knew you, oh, you used to drink all the time. Now, granted, this was 20 years ago, but still. No, I I have quite the tolerance now. A little bit probably too much tolerance. There's stories from this weekend, but yeah. So do you have ginger ale by any chance? I have a ginger beer. Mix the Jameson with the ginger beer. You will love it. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, I will do that on one of our breaks. Yes, it, it is amazing. You will, okay. you will love the fuck out of it. So, okay. Well, well I'm ha- what are you drinking? I'm having two gingers tonight because Mike's not here and I went fucking cheap. Oh. Cheap as shit. And by the way, Michael is uh, unfortunately had a work uh, thing he had to do up, up in Seattle. He's staying somewhere where he cannot record. Otherwise, he would be with us. It's too bad he was very excited to review the uh, Book of Boba Fett. But, you know, what are you going to do? He was kind of excited. I don't know. I, I'm excited to be here. So. Well, good. I am glad Yay. to have you here. So let's do some news, shall we? All right, welcome to the weekly report for Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. Ah, fuck. We have an obituary this week. Ivan Reitman, director, passed away at the age of 75. Ivan Reitman was involved in Animal House, Meatballs, Stripes, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, and my secret favorite, favorite, Dave. If you haven't seen it, you got to go out and check that out. Ah, this sucks. 
This this yeah. this really sucks. He th- those are some big fucking movies. Uh, his son Jason was the one that directed Ghostbusters after Afterlife, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So I go ahead. I don't know producers or directors or any of that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah, he directed uh, both Ghostbusters films. So he is he is an integral part of of uh, my youth and growing up. We have another one too. Well, let me let me finish with okay. this one real quick. Okay. His his, right. his son Jason said on Twitter, and normally I wouldn't do this, but he said something really nice. I, I've lost my hero. All I want is the chance to tell my father one more story. He came from a family of survivors and turned his legacy into laughter. Thank you for the kind messages. Enjoy his movies or remember his storytelling gifts. Nothing would make him f- happier. Ugh. That's so sweet. It is. And then Dan Aykroyd uh, also put on Twitter, feeling heartbreak today for Genevieve, Catherine, Caroline, and Jason and family. The loss of my friend, collaborator, champion, and one of the last great creative talents of the big screen era crumples me. Now on Thursdays, who am I going to call? Ugh. So sad. I know. Welcome to the Morally Flexible Podcast. You will be crying into your drink within the first five minutes. We promise. So you're saying I missed something. Who else fucking died? Frank Pesci. Frank Pesci? Yeah, yeah, he was in Beverly Hills Cop, Top Gun, Midnight Run, and all kinds of other movies. He was a friend of Stallone. Uh, He did a lot of stuff. He did a lot of stuff. Did stuff. So, was he an actor in these things? He was. He was an actor. Yeah. So, yeah, he was. Uh, oh, yeah. I know Frank Pesci. Yeah, I recognize him. Yeah, I recognize him, but I don't like. I was like, I don't know. What he's one of those characters. Character- he he's one of those character actors that just pops up everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, he was in. Uh, what was it? Expendables three. He popped up in that. I don't think he even had a speaking part, but he was in, you know, Creed. Yeah. Big, big, uh, big friend of Stallone who liked to throw him in there. Well, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. So there we go. Hey, I got one on you though. You did. I did not catch that one though. That's not one that's going to make the headlines. So, Hey, uh, hats off for doing the, doing the deep dive. I do so much research to be here. <laughs> you, you do. You take you take it seriously. Some some people that you know guest on here just don't take it seriously. And if you're going to come, you got to come correct. Yeah. And you do that. Hey, you want some good news? Let's let's yes, do, please. Let's do a fucking pick me up. Peacemaker has been renewed for season two. God damn it! That was my first one to talk about. Fucking. A. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited about I that. So I happy. love this show. And I cannot wait to watch the last episode, like, today? Yeah, uh, I'm waiting for it. By the time we're done and by the time I get home, uh, the the season finale should be on. So I am very, very excited for that to happen. All right. I love love the show. I do, too. It has been super excited. Brilliant. I love John Cena in this. I, I love everybody in this. James Gunn is a fucking god. Uh, he mm-hmm. can take he can do take whatever fucking character he wants and do whatever the hell he wants with it. If they if DC were smart, they'd hand him the reins, but they aren't, so they probably won't. So since I t- took your peacemaker news, what what else you got? Oh, nothing 
much. But other than for the new, the newest Star Trek with J.J. Abrams set in the Kelvin universe, he's saying that they're going to return the original cast. Yes, that was just released. They are. That so. was confirmed actually as of today, and that is honestly the last item on my list. Uh, it's going to begin shooting at the end of the year. Yes, with the Kelvin cast. Uh, Abrams announced it during uh, you know Paramount's Investors Day presentation. He will not be directing, though. He will be producing. That's probably good. It is a good thing. Because who's directing is Matt uh, Shackman, who did WandaVision. Oh, God. Yes, with the screenplay by Josh Friedman and Cameron Squires. Who uh, Cameron Squires was also a writer on WandaVision as well. That's going to be good. I loved WandaVision, and yes. so that I'm excited. So, yeah, uh, the the good news is uh, Roberto Orsi and uh, Alex Kurtzman are not back to write, so I think that's going to make all the difference. I'm very happy about this. I do like the Kelvin movies. I loved Star Trek Beyond. I don't care. Fight me. I, I love this shit. It was a wonderful little action romp, and it had Beastie Boys in it. So I'm not, I'm not going to argue. You know me. I love all, everything. I love everything. Yes, so, you, yes, you no, do. I loved it. So you'll get, you'll get, you'll get a little Chris Pine action. Okay. Are you a Chris Pine girl, or are you you more into Zachary Quinto, or or that's. Or sure, or 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 that's not what I get attracted to. It's all about personality for me, dude. I'm like a demisexual, so Kirk has an amazing personality. Yeah, okay. I'm more of a Captain Pike guy. That's fine. (laughs) It's all good. Hey, the Super Bowl was last weekend. Yes, I didn't watch it. Nor did I. (laughs) I literally turned it on the second quarter. It was like thirteen. 13 minutes left in the second quarter. I watched it for like two minutes. I was like, eh, I don't care about any of this. Click. I was like, I'm going to take a nap. Apparently, it was a really good game. Uh, It came down to the wire, I guess. Uh, I think the Rams. Yeah, the Rams won. That's right. It's too bad Mike isn't here because he's our NFL correspondent. So, uh, yes. But what was of interest to me and to most of the people in my inner circle, of course, is the halftime show, which we all love to make fun of typically. And the movie and TV trailers that come out and the commercials, that's uh-huh. our jam. So let's approach the halftime show. Uh, Angie, I know I sent this to you today. We had the half. I loved it. It, was, uh, it. it wasn't bad. They were definitely catering to our generation on this. This was, uh, this was our high school jams. Or, 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 yeah, yes, it, it was. And it's official confirmation that we are now old. <laughs> kind of are. Well, do- doctor, for those of you that didn't pay attention, it was uh, Dr. Dre, Eminem, 50 Cent, 50, not 50, 50, 50 Cent, Mary J. Blige, um, and Snoop Dogg. It was. You see Kendrick Lamar, too. Oh, that's right. That was the yeah, one yeah. that was the one they had to throw in for the millennials. I forgot. Yes. That, <laughs> yeah. That is right. I forgot about him. It was a very interesting performance. Uh, the, the thing that kind of killed me on the inside is we're talking about performers, with the exception of Mary J. Blige, who don't do radio edit friendly music. And yet they are on the most commercial fucking stage out there. I could have sworn that 50 dropped an F-bomb too. It's possible. 
Yeah. So (laughs) I don't think that it's time delayed when, when they do it, but it was, it was serviceable. I, you know, I, I want to see the, I want to hear the unedited versions of these songs. True. So I can see that. I enjoyed it for a halftime show. I liked the fact that it more focused on the performers rather than the spectacle of everything around it. I mean, we didn't have any left sharks or, other kinds of stuff. So yeah, it was nice that it focused on the music and that kind of stuff. And it really was romped down, you know, memory lane. So. There, there, there was definitely uh, some oddities to it, but not as bad as like, what is it? The weekend, his performance last year, the year before. I can't remember what fucking Super Bowl. I got motion sickness watching that performance, but I love his songs. Uh, the one weird factor on this one was uh, 50 Cent uh, Upside Down. That's the what that's the memes. Yeah. All the all the memes are are centered around that right now. Yeah. And apparently there's a huge controversy. I guess Snoop Dogg smoked some weed before the performance. Cuz apparently it's, he that yeah, that was yeah. his that was his first time, I guess. I I don't know cuz people were surprised in some way. Legal there too. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love all these people just fucking freaking out about. Oh, you, you, you pothead! You, and are, At, uh, wait, uh, he has not disputed that fact for ever. Many, many, many since, decades since he stepped on the public stage. He has been known <laughs> for the weed. Okay, so come the fuck on, people. Anyways, that, that's enough about the fucking halftime show. It, it was lovely. It was a nice walk down memory lane. I wish somebody would have dropped a bunch of F-bombs. Me too. We got, to see, nice. we got to see Janet Jackson's tits, you know, or sorry, tit one year. So really? Well, it's not even we got to see her tit. We got to see like this much. I mean, a tiny bit of her nipple because everything else is covered. Well, we got to see. It, 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 Jesus Christ, she she had a nipple piercing. We saw it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. True. Yes. So let's get to the Super Bowl trailers. The shit that actually matters. Here's one that surprised me that I was not expecting. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. Um, hi. Boy, yeah. that that. See, what I do on Super Bowl Sunday is I sit there and I monitor YouTube. I have a, a, a channel that I that I have subscribed to that does strictly movie trailers. And, oh, okay. I, and I kept refreshing about every hour to see what, or, you know, to check out what was going on. And then all of a sudden, boom, here's this Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. And I'm like, what the fuck? And boy, did it not disappoint. It looks good. It looks fucking batshit nuts is what well it, yeah is that's what it why does. it looks so good <laughs> uh, there was so i mean just the opening with the dream sequence and you don't know what the fuck is going on thank you multiverse are these variants is this really dr strange what are we looking at what what fucking universe multiverse are we looking at because it looks like the strange supreme universe from what if where everything's kind of melting into black dust or vaporizing, whatever the hell you want to call it. But he talks about, you know, he did what he had to do to whatever, save people or whatnot. So is he talking about what happened in No Way Home? Or no, is, no, because I haven't seen it. Are we talking about, are you serious? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, well, that eliminates a question that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you can say it. I can't be spoiled. It's fine. Wh- well, it, all right. I hate to do this. I hate to be this guy, but it's been out long enough. 
Anyways, he, at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, in order to fix the fractures in the multiverse, he has to basically erase everyone's memory that Peter Parker exists. Everything that has to do with Peter Parker, everything that has to do with Spider-Man, to where everybody including Doctor Strange, all of the Marvel care, you know, all, all of the MCU characters, everybody forgets that Peter Parker exists. Right. And that's how he fixes the multiverse. So my question is, is he justifying that that he did or did something else happen? And if that's the case, how the fuck could he remember what he did? Because he erased his memory of his all this shit. Memory. Unless he's remembering it in the dream. Or he just, like, at some point, well, maybe he does remember what he did. He just doesn't remember why he did it. Sure. That would be, that would give me fucking nightmares. Did I, get, I have no idea. Did I, get so no. bla- did I get so blackout drunk I broke reality? <laughs> what the fuck happened here? Right? Not once or twice. Uh, but we get, you know, we, of course, we all know Wanda Maximoff's going to be in this. So we got a little bit of Elizabeth Olsen action. She talked about, uh, Viz, you know, talked about the multiverse and he said it was a bad thing. I don't recall at any point vision in any of the movies talking about the multiverse. Did he mention it at some point in WandaVision? Do you recall? I do not recall that, but a lot of their relationship all happened off screen. So we don't know exactly what, because she's so involved in chaos. That's her thing. I, I would imagine it would have come up. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Look, I, I've only watched WandaVision once. And at some point I, I am going to revisit it, especially if they do a season two, though. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do a season two. They haven't talked about it. So it's not going to happen. However, we did get to see Rentra, uh, the uh, green bull thing at a uh, Carmartage. I don't know if you, did you notice that in the trailer? I saw the bull thing. Yeah. That's, I, know, that, that's, I did not know who it is because that, I haven't seen Shang-Chi either. So he's not in that. So okay, no, it's, he's a, he's a <laughs> rando Dr. Strange character. I was just excited to see that. But then we end up with strange, He's getting the cuff slapped on him and he's being escorted to a trial, I guess, or a tribunal or something. Those robots look very much like a combo of Ultron and Iron Man armor. Exactly. Yes, that's one thing I noted. It looks like the, the, the Iron Legion. And then, of course, we get to the tribunal. <clears throat> there was a little voice that came out there. Yes. And who did you think it was that said that off screen? I have no idea. I've been trying to figure it out, but I'm not good. Oh, apparently you, you don't go on the internet ever. <laughs> no, I didn't. See, I was trying to figure it out by actually doing the work, not by just Googling. So I, I failed. Okay. I listened to it multiple times. I watched this trailer probably six times and I, I have to agree. I, it was Patrick Stewart. It absolutely was. Trying to figure out what character was. No, I totally agree. It was Patrick Stewart. Now that you say that, I'm like, okay, but what? Oh, who could he? Who else could he play? Angie. Professor X. Professor X. Oh my God. Yes. Oh. Yes. So this could be a ver. This could be the Illuminati, which is a, 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 a group the of the big powers in the Marvel universe who used to 
kind of control things behind the scene. And that group, uh, I think, initially included Professor X, Iron Man, Namor, Mr. Fantastic, Doctor Strange, and Black Bolt. Uh, Later versions had Black Panther and Captain America in it. So this could be a multiverse version of the Illuminati. However, interesting theory... Iron Man, of course, was part of the original Illuminati. Well, unfortunately, Tony Stark's dead in the 616 universe. So, and I don't think Robert Downey's going to come back for this. I mean, for probably what would amount to a five-minute cameo. They're not going to... That would cost Disney a fuck ton of money to get him to come back for that. And I think it would kind of sully his death in Endgame. So here's a fun fan theory, and I, I I cannot say that I came up with this myself. I wish I did, but I think uh, Ryan Erie on a uh, what is it? Uh, God damn it, damn it! It's not Screen Rant. Fuck! I'll put the link to the fucking thing down below uh, on the description here. But he said, and I agree that this could be the Superior Iron Man version of Tony Stark, which was, it was a comic storyline where basically Red Skull had gotten a hold of Professor X's brain. He performed, he did this thing where good guys became bad guys and bad guys became good guys. And at the end of this thing, Tony Stark decided he didn't want to get changed back because he was having too much fun. So think of Tony Stark with completely without a conscience Think of him before he got stuck in the cave in Afghanistan and multiply that by about a thousand. That's superior Iron Man. Wow. And okay. Th- and this is supported by there's a scene where there is a, a person that looks very much like they have the power of Captain Marvel that is firing blasts at uh, uh, Scarlet Witch. It's a very right. quick little cut. You slow it down and you really look at it. There are many theories as to who this is. Some people say it's uh, Maria Rambo, uh, the who becomes a Captain Marvel at one point. She was in WandaVision. Some people yeah. say it's it's that. Some people, uh, God, who was the other one? Can't remember the other one. But you look at it and it has kind of the headpiece with the face in it, and it looks like kind of a goatee. That could be Superior Iron Man who is trying to stop Wanda from fucking up the multiverse by doing whatever she's doing. I know I'm losing you here. You're, you're getting this <laughs> sleepy look no, on your face. I'm not, I'm no, not at all. I'm actually listening and I love theory crafting, but I also feel like I'm at a disadvantage because I don't read the comics. That's okay. So That's why I'm here. I'm here to guide you. <laughs> I know. I'm here, oh, thank I'm here you. to guide you. Now here's the fun little bit of fan theory. So I don't know if you were aware of this, but when, when they were casting the original Iron Man, Tom Cruise was considered to be Iron Man before they they decided on RDJ. So the fan theory is that maybe Tom Cruise will be the superior Iron Man. I hope to fuck not. I kind of would think that's kind of funny, honestly. (laughs) It would be funny, but I just don't think... I don't know. I think to his Les Grossman performance in Tropic Thunder... You know, yeah. I, he, the guy can 
make fun of himself a little bit. So maybe he would do it. I, I think it's a huge long shot. I think it would be very distracting to you the You would movie. think he would want more money than RDJ, though. It depends on how much of a fan he is. That's true. But yes. It's, and he hasn't been in any Marvel stuff, has he? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. No, nothing. I don't Nothing. I don't know. We'll see. He sticks to those awesome Mission Impossible movies that I absolutely fucking love. And I'm not lying. So the girl in the star, the denim jacket with the star on the back of it, that's America Chavez. Boy, she appears to have a very significant role in the movie. She was featured heavily in the trailer at multiple times. So, hey. Yeah. Scarlet Witch is uh, probably going to be the bad guy in this. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Uh, that's what I got from her. But <sighs> I I don't know why. Because why? I thought. Mm. Well, she's kind of. She's at the end of WandaVision. She's obsessed with the Darkhold. She hears the, the voices of her children that didn't exist. So yeah. I'm thinking that she may use this as an opportunity to get her kids back and at that piss off the Illuminati and everybody else who's trying to control, you know, the time, you know, make sure the multiverse stays in one piece. However, I'm going to say this, maybe that isn't our timelines. Wanda. Uh, Well, they did look different. They did. And there was a scene where you had one Wanda standing there and you had the, the Scarlet witch, you know, kind of kneeling and they were looking at each other. Now this could be going on in her head. I I don't fucking know, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I think that this is a variant of of Scarlet Witch that's gonna be the bad guy in this. I would I would be more in I would be more on bar, board with that if it was them all against the Scarlet. It just feels like too close to Loki, the storyline of Loki. If you know what I mean, if they. Well, they the, did what the other thing well, is. So that, that's, I don't know. That's the thing. The multiverse is is going to encompass everything. This is going to be yeah. their narrative for the next couple of movies. And I've even heard that Hiddleston's going to be in this. That Loki will make an appearance in this. They're going to put every fucking person that they can and shove them into this movie because they can. Because they can, and because people really like it when people from other movies and different things. I've heard fucking Daredevil or not Daredevil. Well, yes, no. I heard that Daredevil. Affleck's yeah. Daredevil might show up in it. I've heard that Deadpool might show up in it. I've heard uh, you know, there in the poster, there's a shard of glass that has uh, Captain Carter shield on it. Did you watch What If? No, I did not watch what Okay, if. there's uh, there's an episode where Peggy Carter got the super soldier ser- serum as opposed to Steve Rogers. So oh, she okay. became Captain Carter. So okay. that her shield can be seen in one of the shards of glass glass in the poster. So I mean there's the, Jesus Christ, everybody and their brothers going to be in this. And Benedict Cumberbatch even said in an interview he's like, "Dude, there's so many fucking people on in here. I I don't even know why I'm here at times or something along those lines." Even he was like, I, I don't know how this is going to work. So, but we have uh, the last kind of bit is uh, Strange Supreme going fucking beast mode with all the black arms coming in. Now, some people have said that it looked like a zo- zombie strange. And totally did. <laughs> do, do you think so? Well, I, he had that really gray, pale face, you know, and it was 
don't know. But Strange Supreme, this is another what if episode that they did where it was Doctor Strange in his timeline. Christine actually got in the car with him the night he got in the accident. She dies. He's okay. So he's this this variant of Strange continues to do everything he can to try to keep her alive. But unfortunately, it's an absolute point in the timeline where there's nothing he can do to bring her back. So he starts taking more dark magic and studying everything he fucking can just basically becomes, uh, I don't know, a monster, more or less. And that's that that creepy version of Strange that is talking to him. At what, you know, things have gotten out of hand. That's yeah. Strange Supreme. So that would kind of go along. The image that I saw would go along with what he looked like in the in the, the What If episode. Okay. However, there was a Marvel Zombies episode on What If. So That's it very well could. And, and Zombie too. Strange was in that. So could be anything. Or here's another theory. This is all a complete fucking misdirection. None of this that's happening in the trailer shows up in the film because they've done this before. Yep. They've put footage into the trailers that never made it in the final film. So who fucking knows what's going on? All of this shit that we're seeing could happen in the first five minutes of the fucking movie. And it's all a dream. Because Kevin Feige is yes. a genius and there's nothing you can do about it. So <laughs> nonetheless, I'm there. What is that? May? May 6th. May. May 6th. Yes, it is May, May 6th. 6th. I yeah. have confirmed. I'm totally there too. I'm so. go- I am going to go to the theater for that one. Sorry. I would hope so. I yeah. think. I'm going. I think. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm going. <laughs> so move on to Moon Knight. Got a trailer yes. for that. We got a, actually a couple different versions, a little longer one. That's going to be on Disney Plus March 30th. Oscar Isaac with a British accent is really fucking weird to me. Does that throw you off at all? I don't even know who the... I know I recognize him. I don't remember what I recognize him for. Poe Dameron? Poe Dameron? Star Wars? Oh, oh yeah. Ex, Ex Machina? Yeah. Yeah? Nothing? Yeah. Nothing? No, I, I watched both of those. Okay. Most, now, I, now I know. Okay. Most Violent so. Year. So we got a little bit more on Ethan Hawke in this because they really didn't show much in the teaser. So he is rumored to be playing the Sun King. And that is a manifestation of the Egyptian god Amon-Ra. So Moon Knight gets his powers from the god Khonshu, who is the son of Amon-Ra. So that could be the conflict there. I don't know. He looks like some type of fucking David Koresh guru type of thing in the, in the trailer. Okay. Now I know who that is. I was completely lost throughout the whole entire movie. I was like, Hey, it looks really cool, but no idea. (laughs) Moon Knight is an interesting comic and it's gone through a lot of different weird changes over the years. They've had some very good runs on it. And then there have been some very bad runs on it. So uh, there are many different aspects that they can throw into this show to, to try to make it go along. The big deal, the biggest thing is this character has multiple personalities. That's, that's the big takeaway from it. I got that. Okay. So that, that's the big one. He's got powers from the God Khonshu and he's going to beat shit up dressed in mummified white costume with a cape. Now I know why they had pyramids and why his clothes looked like mummy wraps. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
So that's how that's going to work. And then there was a photo of, of Mr. Knight uh, released that is, it's Moon Knight, except he's not in a, a costume with a cape. He's actually in a white business suit with the a white mask on. And that's another one of his personalities and very, very violent version of Moon Knight. So this is... Well, yeah. Feige has said that they are going to push the envelope as far as Disney Plus is concerned uh, as to what is acceptable with them. That's it's, good. Yes, I, it's good. I like it. It looks really interesting anytime that something is multiple personalities or, you know, DID or anything like that. I'm just like, I'm there because I find that fascinating. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I will completely walk watch this but i have no idea what this is but i'm also learning to trust marvel and disney A everything i've watched i've really liked so and, and that's good and hopefully they do a good enough job setting this up to where you really th this is hopefully is one of those situations where you can get on board without knowing anything because it yeah. doesn't i don't think it's going to tie into a whole lot at first I, they'll incorporate it somehow i think it's going to fit in with the whole black knight blade stuff but that's going to be down the road so yeah i think this might be a good jumping on point for a lot of people because it, i've said this i think 15 episodes in a row now that's my, my my concern with the mcu is that you look at dr strange and the multiverse of madness if you've never seen a marvel movie prior to that you are going to have no fucking idea what's going on in this film. And I said the same thing about Spider-Man No Way Home. You have to have dedication now to watch MCU movies. You have to have been a veteran of MCU movies. And yes. I, I, I bring it up because it's going to bite them in the ass. They're going, we are all going to die at some point. <laughs> Well, how many movies are is it now? 20, 27, 27? 27, somewhere in that ballpark. I mean, you're talking over 100 hours to get in now. Mm -hmm. To Yeah. About close, 100 hours. Close. Yeah, it, close it, to 100 hours to get in if you if you add on, you know, all the shows now that tie all the stuff in. So yes. at some point they have to say, er, stop, we need to start a new story or move on. From that, maybe that's part of what they're doing here with adding Moon Knight in. They're going to move a little bit away from that. What the what I'm hearing and reading and everything else, and again, this is speculation. Their overarching big bad in this is going to be Kang for this particular phase. Mm -hmm. I guess he's going to be the the main antagonist in the uh, Ant Man and Wasp sequel, Quantum Mania. But what I've heard is that Secret Wars is going to be kind of the, their infinity war for this particular phase, which is basically deals with a lot of alternate, you know, multiversal realities where they, they are all fighting each other because their worlds are being destroyed. Right. So this may allow them the opportunity to hit the reset button so that people have a chance to jump on board. I, I don't know. I am not smart enough to think of how they're going to focus and unfuck this whole thing. Well, I do want to point out, my son has never watched any of the older movies. And he is on board for every Marvel movie. Is he really? He, yeah, he is. Even though he's never watched Iron Man or even Iron Man 3 or any of that stuff, he goes to the movies to see everything. He saw Shang-Chi. He, he goes to all of them and he's completely on board. And But maybe it's because... 
he's 13 and they don't care about ongoing narrative anymore because they're used to that bam 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 of how they take in media now so i don't know do you think he he could just kind of fill in the gaps based on what information he gets from these movies what he gets from the movies and i think he's very good at using google and looking up other stuff and so he's good with doing that and he'll go back and watch stuff i mean he loves all the marvel movies but he's never seen a lot of this the older movies because we've just never gone back and uh and watch this but he gets into him and he likes watching him he watches he's watched you know all the new shows with me that's marvel shows and like star wars shows that, that's where he and i meet as far as watching stuff so uh, I, maybe well that that I I, that actually gives me some hope yeah because i i look i I've been a, blah, 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 blah. I've been on the ground floor of all of this and I and I love these things and I'm invested in them and I I want them to be successful because if they lose an audience and they don't make money we don't get any more of these they go away right as with any property that we love I've watched Star Trek struggle for years for right. fuck forever because they, they have a very hard time making money with the Star Trek movies. Star Wars, of course, makes fucking more money than it should half the time. But I don't want Marvel to have to go through that. Right. Because, yes, then we will. But part of the problem, too, is that we now have to introduce characters within other characters' movies. Yep. You are not going to see a lot of standalone films. Which is disappointing. It really is because that's what the groundwork that built up the the MCU and the entire Infinity Saga was that we were introduced to characters in their own solo films as we went along. I don't know how they do that now because we're spoiled. We're spoiled. We're spoiled and they throw every single character in the movie, but then we don't ever get any of that in-depth character development either. Right. Because there's 60 characters in a movie and you have no idea who this guy in this cape is right? because you've never watched whatever show it is. But I think what they're going to do, and I think that this is the plan with Moon Knight, and they'll see how this goes forward, is that they'll get their own solo maybe series like mm -hmm. She-Hulk is getting. And they'll kind of, you know, maybe go through, you know, from that point. But America Chavez is getting introduced in this upcoming Doctor Strange movie. Nobody knows who the fuck she is. So how much time are they going to devote to developing that character within the confines of a Doctor Strange sequel? How much? Probably not. And what yeah. they're and I see what they're doing. They're trying to create the Young Avengers, which is going to involve uh, uh, Kate Bishop from Hawkeye, yeah. the two Maximoff boys, and okay. and uh, and uh, America Chavez, and I'm trying to remember who the fuck else is in it. So yeah, that's that's where they're pushing this towards, is Young Avengers, but they have a long way to go, and they have a lot of characters that they have to establish to go along with this. So I don't know, I don't we'll know. Hey, Moon Knight, we're we're gonna we're talking about Moon Knight, right? Yeah, we were talking about Moon Knight. Yeah, I'm in. I'll go see it, or I'll watch it on Disney Plus. Yes, I'll keep that sub. <laughs> like, like we said, March thirtieth, we're in. The, the, I'm done with my rant about Marvel. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> okay. What else? What else? Do you, Do you have anything? 
We can keep going through trailers. Okay. I mean, we just we watched a shit ton of them. So fair enough. We have our uh, we got our DC montage, little montage of stuff. The bat, the Batman, nothing new, mm-hmm. really. The, the, nothing new, and to tell you the truth, I can't tell that that's Robert Pattinson in there. Well, it's not Michael Keaton, so we'll, well see. No, that's a that's out March fourth. I'm 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 in. I'm excited for this. I, I really am interested to see, you know, Pattinson, but Matt, Matt Reeves and his vision of Batman. I I'm I have hopes. I'm I'm I have some expectations going into this. So. I like the fact that they said exclusively in theaters. So they're all, like, you ain't going to stream this shit. <laughs> all of them are saying that now. Every oh, yeah. fucking movie, the big tentpole movie, only in theaters, only in theaters. Yeah, fuck you. I want it on streaming, goddammit. Yeah. Speaking of another film that is going to be only in theaters, uh, we saw a little bit of The Flash. I think the the only new footage we saw, he's got little flash goggles, little goggles yep. on his on his mask. Boy, they are leaning hard into this Michael Keaton cameo. Holy fuck. They having him do the voiceover in the in this little thing that he was a big voiceover in the trailer. Yeesh. Does that mean this movie is gonna all be built around Michael Keaton? I have no idea. I'm not complaining. I just that's that, well, you that, love him, uh, so I love him. So that I mean, but the, what does that say about Flash, you know? Yeah, that's not good. And speaking of Michael Keaton, uh, there were some photos uh, from the set of the Batgirl movie with Keaton full costume, and he looked glorious. I didn't even know they were doing a Batgirl movie. Batgirl, it's going to be on HBO Max, though. Okay, I was going to say you're disappointing me in your weekly reports because you should have told me about this. I've talked about Batgirls a couple times. I didn't realize it was a movie. Yeah. Or is it a series? No, it's a movie. Okay. Anyways, I need to pay, I guess, more attention to you as I listen to you. That's that's okay. (laughs) Yes, that is an HBO Max movie. Keaton will be in it as Batman from the set photos. They've made a couple adjustments to the costume, but holy fuck, he looks amazing. Yay. He looks good for a guy that's what, in his 60s? Has to be. Has to be in his 60s. He looks great. Looks fucking amazing. So sixty is the new thirty. So whatever. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so Flash will be out November fourth. Uh, we got a couple of very quick scenes from Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Basically, the black costume, and we fucking I've seen photos of that already. So right. Whatever. Uh, black Adam got the the bulk, the bulk yes. of of this trailer. Uh, as far as new footage is concerned, we got to see several members of the JSA in this. Adam Smasher, Hawkman, Dr. Fate. I am so jacked for Pierce Brosnan. I love that man. Yeah. So I think he's going to make a great Dr. Fate. And you got to see Cyclone, too. A little bit of dialogue. He talks about his son. Uh, the character of Isis is confirmed to be in this. Now, whether she's going to be in, like, the flashback shit or the character's actually going to be in the, you know, the primary you know, timeline that this is done, but they are definitely pushing the, the hero side of black Adam, as opposed to the fucking murderous villain that he has been at times in the comics. I'm nodding my head. Like I understand what you're talking about. Very good. Okay. It's the, it's, <laughs> it's the rock. He's going to be in a black, I know what, in a black Shazam costume. 
I know that it's The Rock. I know he's Black Adam. I have no idea about any of the storyline. The JSA is like the Justice League, but back in the 40s and 50s. I I, I know the JSA from, um, what did I watch? The, um, shit, the show on F. Yes, I know who the JSA is too. You watch Stargirl? I think so. Okay, The, the, the JSA was in that. Yes, and The Rock is the guy that was a wrestler at one point, and then he shaved his head and became an actor. And fuck you, okay, fuck you. You're welcome. I'm uh, hanging up now. That comes out. <laughs> that comes out July 29th. And I forgot to mention Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, December 16th. So we are getting close to a couple of these. March 4th uh, for the Batman. That is just around the corner here. Are you going to go to the theater for this one? Uh, I'm debating. I probably, yeah. I, I got to go to this. I have to go. Well, here's the thing. You are fully vaxxed. They're going to cancel all mask mandates probably in the next week. They Everywhere. The end of this month, actually. So oh, yeah. That, that, I don't that, know. That, 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 that doesn't mean that I won't still wear a mask, but I will probably go. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we got a trailer for Jurassic World Dominion. That's out June 10th. I liked the concept that they came up with at the end of the last one. I, I do like the idea of introducing the dinosaurs into, you know, the modern the rest world, of the world. The rest of the world. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I'm, I'm interested in that. Now, the reasons they did it in the last movie were fucking stupid. But I don't even remember. I don't even know if I saw the last movie. It wasn't great. Jurassic World has Jurassic Park. Jurassic World has never been my thing. It it's it's suffered. I, I I don't know. The the first Jurassic World was was okay. It was serviceable. The second one had its moments. The first half of the movie was really good. The second half was garbage. But they made, you know, this decision to release all these dinosaurs into the world. I'm kind of well. interested to see what happens, but ultimately what I want to see is Everybody die at the end of it so this franchise can fucking go away. It was one of the trailers that I watched and I was like, I have no interest in it. I mean, it looks beautiful. It, the CGI looked really good, you know, for all the dinosaurs and stuff. And I don't know if it's practical or not. That looked good, but I have no interest in it. Even with them bringing back, like, it looked like all the old cast from they, even the first one. They are. And I was, I'm just like, eh, No. I can spend my money elsewhere. I'm excited to see, you know, Alan and Ellie and, and Malcolm, you know, back. I, I, you know, it's Jeff Goldblum. Do we need an excuse? I mean, really? True. Yeah. But yeah, True. that's, is this fan service or pandering? What's the difference? I don't know. Again, let's have everybody eaten at the end of this and then Jurassic Park can be done and we will move on to bigger and better things. Right? Yes. Right. We got a trailer for uh, the Lord of the Rings series on Amazon, The Rings of Power. That what? looked interesting, and I couldn't tell if some people in it were CGI or if it was actual people. I was kind of confused the way they were doing it. So it looks interesting. I will probably watch it. It looks it looks generic as fuck to me, mm-hmm. and it looks like they're using the effects that they used with the Hobbit trilogy, which I hated. So I I'm I I like the era that they are that this is going to be in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. This this looks this 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 is about as generic as the wheel of time trailer was for me. 
<laughs> you never did watch that show, did no, you? No, I did not. I did not. Oh, fuck I, you. I, I will right. admit, I did not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it's 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 good. You know, maybe wait a little bit, and then you can watch it. Okay. Not like it's not free. Yeah. Well, I. Needless to say, uh, I am not excited for this Lord of Rings. Lord of the Rings. To tell you the truth, I, I mean it looks interesting. I'll probably watch it because it is on Amazon Prime, and I get that. I I will forever have Amazon Prime at this point, but it doesn't look like there's enough of a story, either. No, I I, I don't know what the yeah. I, I have no idea what they're going to do with this. And, and again, it was a teaser. They're not you know. There's no plot points being revealed. We're just showing shiny things and having people go. Oh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> there's so many characters in it too. So that's part of the problem too. If they throw all these characters in it, so I don't know. We'll I, see. I'll tell you what. I'm more excited for Sonic Two, baby. Well, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. You're not I, in, you're not in no. that. Did you see the first one? I think I started it and then I turned it right off. Oh, that's too bad. It's good time fun. It's good. Is it's, it? It's good time. It, it's stupid. Uh, Jim Carrey is is enough. That's the one it, thing I noted it, that it, I was like, oh, maybe I'd watch that. <laughs> he's his his performance is worth the price of admission, and I'm very happy to see him back. Uh, you know, Idris Idris Elba coming in as Knuckles. I think that's cool. You know, you're going to have tails in this one and a giant Robotnik. Uh, awesome. <laughs> but no, yeah. the, the first one was very light, a lot of fun. Uh, you didn't need to have any type of knowledge regarding Sonic the Hedgehog to enjoy the movie. Not like the Pokemon movie where I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. The Detective Pikachu thing. Oh, I actually followed that one because I have a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so that's I know a, a lot of, I know a lot about Pokemon, so <laughs> I got to avoid that, thankfully, but that's out April 8th. Then we get to Jordan Peele's Nope. Nope. I am not watching that. It looks like it's going to scare the fucking pants off me. Probably pee my pants. I, I look scary. I just love the title. <laughs> nope. I, well, <laughs> I love the title too, but I, I, it's like, nope. And I was like, nope to nope. <laughs> I was I was getting a bit of an like an M Night Shyamalan feeling to this. Oh, it's like, absolutely! Is it aliens? Is it demons? Is it trees? I I don't know. I well, is there such one of the lines out of the trailer was is there such thing as a bad miracle? And I was like, oh shit! This it looks so scary. It looks great. I mean, it looks great, but at the same time. I'm not into scary movies That's right. because I have to watch them by myself. Ah, and, okay. That, that makes, I don't, I don't, that makes sense. I, I have loved both. I loved both, um, both of his, uh, recent efforts, you know, us and Jesus Christ. Why is my fucking brain not working tonight? Why is it not working? I don't understand. It's, it's the cheap ass why, why am I not remembering <laughs> the name of his first best fucking most awesome film right now? And get out. Get out. Yes. Get sorry. out. Jesus. I, I didn't, I didn't see Christ. either of them because I'm not a scary movie person. I wouldn't I do not say choose that, to watch those. I, I wouldn't classify them as horror films. I would call them like psychological thrillers. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Get Out especially. There's there's really not a horror element to Get Out. How much jump scares are there, though? Not many. Oh, okay. I, if, if very, I, very few. I honestly, God, maybe one or two. Us is Maybe a, I will go back and watch it, but I have a hard time. I have a hard time with scary music. If that makes any sense, it's not so much the visuals, it's the music, and I get really affected by that, and I don't like that. I understand. I don't like being scared. Uh, so Us definitely has jump scares. So oh, okay. Yeah, it has much more of a horror bent to it. So, And this one looks like it's going to kind of go in that same direction, a little, little bit more horror genre-ish. Horror so, genre, like all of a sudden you get consumed by the the sandstorm type and something's in it. I have no idea. It's I don't like the animals freaking out either with the horses. They're all freaking out. I'm like, Oh, that's scary. <laughs> I think, uh, Daniel, uh, Kaluuya is going to be in every single one of Jordan Peele's movies though. If you find an actor you like, you find an actor you like, is and he, you just use them over and over and he, over again. He, he, everybody has their muse, right? Yep. Yes. Scorsese can't decide between DiCaprio or De Niro, so, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> One more trailer to talk about, uh, The Atom Project. Now, this I don't think was on the Super Bowl, but it was something that uh, w- was recently shown. That comes out March 11th. Oh, by the way, Nope is out uh, July 22nd. So March 11th on Netflix, we get The Atom Project. A uh, little Ryan Reynolds action, little space. Ryan Reynolds space and I the one thing I thought as I'm watching it is Josh is gonna hate this because he hates time travel yep, movies. But it's fucking time <laughs> travel. <sighs> I you know what? I read uh, a wrinkle in time at a very impressionable age, and so I am all there for time travel movies. Time travel is I love time travel. Even if it doesn't make any sense. I love time travel when the movie acknowledges that it's not taking it seriously. Then I'm fine with it. Yeah. But you're gonna this this looks like this doesn't look like so much of a comedy as it does a sci-fi drama. So that means they're gonna try to take it seriously, and I, I can't have that. I just I, I just can't. Yeah, but it's Ryan Reynolds though. It's a good cast, yeah. It's Ryan Reynolds, Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo. I'm I'm excited for that. It's like you know, E.T. If the alien was Deadpool, I mean, sure. That's true. Why yeah, not? but I'm still gonna fucking watch it. Yeah, I am. I was interested. I think that'll be a great one to go see with my son. That's so. on Netflix. You don't have to go anywhere. Well, or okay, that's a great one for me to plop him down and say you're gonna watch this fucking movie with me get off youtube so (laughs) that is the extent of our trailers uh angie do you have any other items to discuss oh hey the lord of the rings uh, rings of power set a super bowl record for views just so you know for an ad that was shown during the super bowl it set the record for um views just so you know and yeah because Lord of the Rings folks are hard up right now. They haven't had anything in a bit. I I but, am a Lord of the Rings folk. And I, I, I to tell you the truth, I'm not that they're, interested. They're, le- uh, they're legion. Yeah. I understand. Nothing else. All right. Well, I, I do have some good news for you. You will be able to purchase uh, Spider-Man No Way Home on digital on March 1st. So you can get your ass caught up. I own no movies, but I'll rent it. 
<laughs> get it on you don't own any movies uh i have not bought a single movie and... since i was buying them in dvds and i think the last movies i <sighs> not even on digital no not wow. really wow how are i rent you... everything how are you and i friends are we? How are you, bro? I question, I question whether we are friends or not because I listened to last week and you're like, I have one friend. And I was like, oh, shit, it's not me. <laughs> I have two friends. I'll, I'll put that on the record. <laughs> no, I actually have not bought any. I watch a lot of movies. I just rent them. I'm not one who goes back and watches movies over and over again. Yeah, I mean, okay, that makes sense. I, I know, yeah, I, I'm the person. There's just way too much new content out there for to keep me busy. But sometimes, so. sometimes you have to go to a safe place that you know you're not going to be disappointed, and you can kind of ignore it if you need to. I, you know, I have Xboxes, so I think I can play DVDs, but I'm not even sure if I. Oh, and I can play Blu-rays, too, because I have that PS4. Like, it's seriously that bad. I do not own <laughs> anything to even play. It. Big thumbs so. up, buddy. Big thumbs up. So, okay. Well, you won't be buying it. I'm going to pre-order it probably tomorrow. So, uh, last thing I have, and uh, I hope Mike's listening. I know you're really excited about it because uh, you love horror films, apparently. Uh, Evil dies in 241 days, by the way. It's good to know. Are you excited about that? Yeah, I'm super excited to hear your review of the movie. Because I in two hundred and forty whatever days. days. Yes, something like that. <laughs> something like forty eight days. Yes, I'm. I'm sure you'll be watching the next Halloween film. Uh, yes, totally. It's called. But Hall- I'll be listening. I'll be listening to your review when you do it on the Friday following. Fair, fair enough. It's 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 called Halloween ends. I mean, it's going to end, right? That that'll be all of it. Presumably. We're never going to see Michael Myers again? I hope not. I'll, I'll believe that when a fairy gives me a 15-inch dick, okay? It's never going to happen. There will be more. They will never stop. Yeah. It should be called Halloween Never Stops. Because <laughs> it's not going to. All right. I took two seconds and looked it up. It is Ryan Erie from Screen Crush. Okay, this is my go-to guy. He does all the hard research, and then I just type all his shit. So I will put a link uh, to his particular video regarding the uh, trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I promise. Now, let's. uh, we're not going to the movies, right? We're going to the couch. We're going to go sit on the couch. matter what my review of this is that song is fucking five out of five absolutely ludwig Göransson is a fucking god his uh his theme for the mandalorian and for this uh on point so five out of five for the music there we go so what are we uh talking about again oh, oh yeah it's the book of boba fett First episode was dropped December 29th, 2021, rated TV 14. We got seven episodes, and this was, of course, was on Disney+. Plus. Synopsis, bounty hunter Boba Fett and mercenary Fennec Shan navigate the underworld when they return to Tatooine to claim Jabba the Hutt's old turf. Cast, Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett, Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shan, Matt Berry as 8D85, David Pesquese as... 
Makshi's Major Domo. I just call him asshole. Carrie uh, Jones as uh, Black Chrysanthemum. Leilani Shu as Jawa. Jennifer Beals as Garza Fwip. Pedro Pascal as my favorite character in the whole thing, The Mandalorian. <laughs> Sophie Thatcher, Thatcher as Drash. Jordan Bulger as Scad. Phil Lamar was the Pike boss. Amy Sedaris as Pelimato. Corey Burton as Cad Bane. Daniel Logan as Young Boba Fett. W. Earl Brown as Weequay Bartender. Uh, Timothy Oliphant as Cobb Vanth. Stephen Root is Lortha Peel. Rosario Dawson is Ahsoka Tano. Danny Trejo is Rancor Keeper. That's the title they gave him. That's pretty good, huh? Aww. And Mark Hamill may have played Luke Skywalker. I cannot confirm any of that. Uh, this is Mr. Favreau, Mr. Filoni, and Robert Rodriguez running this thing. Favreau was the creator. Rotten Tomatoes. Critics score 75. Audience score 61. All right. Yep. Let's dig in. Yeah. So this had some structural issues with it. Okay. I think that is one of my biggest bitches about it. I did enjoy it for the most part, but there were some very questionable choices that they made that I don't think that they recovered from very well. Is it as good as the Mandalorian? It is not. But I, I think agree. I think part of the problem with that is that we are dealing with a semi-established character, and I'll get a little more into that later. But we're dealing with a character that people have a preconceived notion about. And I think that that is a recipe for failure at times. And with this one, I tried to lower my expectations with Boba Fett because... You look at the movies, we got, what, two and a half minutes of footage of him in the movies, okay? Yep. There were the Legends books and the Legends comics that, yes, there was a lot of Boba Fett and everything else, but we got to throw that out the window because it's not canon anymore. What is canon is obviously this show and some of the comics that Marvel did, where you got a little bit of the character and you got some idea of what he was. But ultimately, you don't know who Boba Fett is. And clearly, after his time in the Sarlacc pit, he is not the same person. So the question that was posed to fans was, do you like this new version of Boba Fett? And I think part of the problem is, yeah, kind of. So I'm giving this a three out of five. Angie? Yeah, I would. I agree with everything you said. I am um, nicer than you, so I say four out of five. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. That's fair. I understand my rating, and I should have prefaced this. I am omitting the two episodes with the Mandalorian in it. I am omitting them. Oh, yeah. Then I'm three out of five. Okay. Okay. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. You have to. I'm sorry. When you're looking at this at this show, you have to yeah. take those two out because it had. We'll get into that anyways. Yeah. So episode one, I really liked episode one. I, I enjoyed it because we got we got to see. Well, how did how did he get out of get the Sarlacc of... pit? Right? Yeah, yeah. We went right to it. That was always the question. Well, how do you get out of there? And fuck, they wasted no time getting to that. My right. my question was, how long was he in there? It, it couldn't have been that long because it seemed like the stormtrooper was still alive, and the Beskar armor. It seems like it protected him. It did, and the stormtrooper armor. The stormtrooper could have been in there since New Hope. 
That's true. I mean, because honestly, that was kind of the last time that the Empire was there. I mean, ultimately, it's yeah. like, okay, he couldn't have been in there that long. Otherwise, he starves to death or dies of thirst. So right. it wasn't that he long. He did look a little thirsty when he got out. He looked but... <laughs> he looked a little ashy. He's very ashy a little bit. Because Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. So this, you know, he spent a considerable amount of time with the Tusken Raiders. It wasn't yes. short. He had to have been with them four or five years. Yeah, and I think it kind of gives you that impression of it during the... A, a little bit. I thought they kind of they, they, they didn't do the best job of establishing how long he was there with them. But that's okay. Um, I, I let that go. What we did learn is that Jawas are pieces of shit, and will continue to be pieces of shit forever. They're not cute and cuddly. They're little fucking meth. Stand addicts. strong, Jawas. <laughs> They're fucking meth addicts who steal everything that's not tied down. I love it. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I. I'm curious, the Tuscans pick him up. What exactly do they do with their prisoners? Do they just work them to death? Do they eat them? I well, mean, actually, well, you got the other alien who was there. Yeah, you got the you got the Rodian there. The Rodian. Yeah. And they didn't seem to be they would just sat there for a very long time and then they were having them harvest the black melons. Right. I don't know, maybe the maybe that's what they use them for. Harvesting, sure, I guess, but I, that, that was my question. I was like, uh, are they gonna eat them or what the fuck are they gonna do with them? So, anyways, we end up with this fight between Boba when he tries his first escape attempt with the ninja Tuscan. That's why I call him the ninja Tuscan. Um, how does this badass bounty hunter get his ass kicked by a Tuscan raider with a stick? Because he's a badass bunny hunter that um, relied a lot upon his armor and his weaponry. Okay. I had an issue with that. Uh, I, it's, I don't think so. He was a badass bunny, bounty hunter because he had, like, rocket on his back, rockets in his shoes. You know, he had a gun and all this kind of stuff. That doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be good at hand-to-hand fighting. I feel like it should have been a little bit more competitive as opposed to him just getting his ass kicked. But I also have, I guess, have to figure in that the dude hasn't probably ate very well, hasn't drank a lot of water, is probably all fucked up, you know, Sarlacc pit, all that shit. So yeah, I'll let it go. But this becomes a theme throughout the entire show that bothers me. I will say this. Um... Mr. Morrison is looking pretty fucking good for a 61-year-old. Absolutely. He looks good. Look good. Mm-hmm. I loved, I, I know I called him a, an asshole at the, when I was doing the credits, but uh, the mayor's major domo is a top-rate asshat, and I love him. I love him, too. He, I think it's wonderful. He was uh, hand, funny. hands down the most irritating character in the show, but I, it wasn't Jar Jar irritating. He was just exactly. fucking funny. And I love the fact that the mayor expected a tribute himself. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. I think that, again, another problem that we run into is that with the Major Domo being there, he doesn't let Finnick just fucking shoot the guy. We're trying to create this crime family, and this person comes in and disrespects him, and he's, oh, no, 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 don't shoot him, don't shoot him. That's a problem. We're trying to establish this fucking, you know, organization, but 
we're not going to yeah, do anything. Yeah, but I can kind of see where he's coming from because he's trying to establish a rulership based on respect, not fear. Okay, but we're running a crime syndicate. Are we going to be the nice, fluffy crime syndicate? I, I don't know. I, I do have theories on that as, as the show goes on. But we did far- get introduced to the Gamoran tw- twins, and I love them. <laughs> I love yes. them. Two of my favorite characters. They say nothing, but they are lo- loyal as the day is long, and I love them. Oh, They're so good. They're so good. Yes. Hey, guess who lived uh, and wasn't blown up in Jabba's barge? <laughs> who max rebo yes L- little blue elephant guy yeah 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 because they're all in the bar that's i right. was like how do they all okay they, they, they got I, somehow max got the fuck out and god bless him because <laughs> i the, the universe should not be denied his musical stylings okay max needs to fucking live every time and he kind of does <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Beals looking pretty fucking good in this, even though she's got tree trunk or fucking elephant trunks on her head. That's true. Yeah, she actually looked really good in that. And it was, I liked her performance. I don't know, something. She had the realness of a, you know, brothel owner. I haven't, if that makes any sense. (laughs) it, It does. I haven't seen her since the L word. And I, and I did enjoy her performance in that. I thought she was really good. Uh, yeah. but, but that's been a while. So she, yeah. she looks amazing and I'm shallow. So, you know, hot. <laughs> he sits there and he talks about, and this is a running theme in the show. He talks about ruling. What? What? What is he wanting to rule? Did, did, did you understand what the fuck exactly he was ruling? Yes, it's a territory, right? Sure. It's the, more like a county leader kind of or like a state governor kind of thing i'm thinking are we talking about most espa only or are we talking about the planet most espa only okay that's the thing and i I think it's most espa in the surrounding territories that's what he's doing like Cobb vanth has freetown which was moss pelgo before moss pelgo that's right and then someone else had moss isley and so yeah. Okay. So most. I'm kind of thinking it's kind of like states, countries, kind they, of. They did a weird job trying to, they, or I'm sorry, not weird. They did a kind of a shitty job clarifying exactly what he was wanting to rule. Right. But we did. Uh, we he gets attacked by assassins, and th- this was a a red flag to me. He got his ass kicked. He got yep. knocked on his ass, and. Yep. They run him back to the back to tank again. And I'm sitting there. The problem is, is that season two of Mandalorian, he clearly was not having problems. He was right. Kicking the shit out of people in, in that. And now mm-hmm. he's somehow weakened. And again, this is a, will be a running theme throughout this entire series where Boba Fett gets his ass kicked on the regular and Finnick has to fucking save him or some other fucking person has to save him. And I had a huge issue with that because again, he's supposed to be a badass and you know who is a badass? Who? Finnick fucking Shand is a badass and she runs (laughs) those fucking two assassins down. She throws the fucker off the roof just straight up (laughs) just to get the other guy to fucking cooperate. Okay. Ming-Na Wen in this, she needs her own fucking show. 
I love her. I, love I have loved her, her since the ER. Uh, people on moisture farms uh, seem to have really horrible luck. I don't know if we've noticed this, but they, they take a lot of abuse. They do. Well, it, how, when you're selling water for how much? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I mean, just fucking Uncle Ben and Aunt Beru. Uh, or, oh, sorry, man. Uncle Jesus Christ, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. I mean, you know, right. they get burned up, and then we got this other fucking, you know, moisture farmer gets fucking killed. I mean, sounds like a terrible job. It does. Yes, it sounds terrible. So we'll go to episode two now. I love that they were going to drop the little assassin, or that they dropped the assassin into the rancor pit, and he freaks out, and there was no rancor there. That was hilarious. That was. Yes. That, that was very good. We have another missed opportunity when they go and visit the mayor. And Django does not shoot him right then and there. Boba, but yes. No, oh, sorry, Django. Jesus, God. <laughs> it's hard to... Can we do a drink check? <laughs> a, a drug check? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. So, yes, Boba does not shoot the mayor on sight. Again, uh-huh. that's a problem. Should have done that. I would have blaster blaster bolt in the fucking head. The huts show up and we get to see Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Oh my God. They did a beautiful job on him. Yeah. He's, he's been in the comics before and I love the idea of a mercenary fucking bounty hunter, assassin, Wookiee. So awesome. It was good. I, I, I like the character too. It just seemed, yeah. The eyes, good. his eyes, mm-hmm. the, the looks that he gave him, I just the fuck you eyes. He, he had really good fuck you eyes in this. Yes. I'm in love with the Wookiee. What do you want? Once again, with the two huts showing up, uh, still another opportunity for him to fucking shoot them. Because he, sh- again, I understand we're not trying to rule by fear, but uh, fuck you, you're coming in on my turf. I'm going to shoot you now. Shoot the fucking huts in the head, okay? Show then you get the rest of the huts after you. Whatever he, did. the huts are in complete fucking disarray at that point. Vader has killed all of them. True. He showed up it, before he died. He massacred the Hut Council. So the Huts True. don't have as much power as they used to. So fucking mm-hmm. put a blaster bolt in their fucking heads and be done with it. But hey, <laughs> we rule by respect, not fucking fear. Eat a dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I lo- One of the things I absolutely love about The Mandalorian and about this series we get a lot of background into the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. I love that. You you take very two-dimensional characters yeah. throughout the, 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 the films, and you actually get into their backstories, get into their culture. Get in, I, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. One of my favorite episodes of The Mandalorian is when he meets Cobb Vanth and they have to go kill the crate dragon. All right. And the Tuscans come in. It's, 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 I fucking love that shit. I know, I know it's stupid. However, they are. Well, th- no, I mean, that's, it's nice because we're exploring all these wonderful cultures in the Star Wars that they've done, that they've glossed over in all the movies and all this stuff. But that's like part of the fun about doing this, ex- these series and stuff. So you can dig into that kind of stuff. You have time to explore, develop these different characters and these different species. 
Mm-hmm. But exactly. No, but nobody wants to hear about the Jawas, though. I, I don't want to hear about them. Fuck I, them. I totally do. Fuck the Jawas. I hate them. Uh, where, where do they get their mechanical know-how and prowess? Are there, because... Do their eyes glow, or do they have little fucking things in their eyes that make them glow? I, I Maybe they're like cats. They're terrified. But there's no <laughs> light source. On, I don't understand. And according to Pelly, they're furry. They're all fur under those robes. They're all and she was dating one. She dated one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, shit, man. I uh, I need explanations, but I don't want them. That that's the <laughs> thing because I hate the Jawas. Uh, the good news is about these Tuscans. At least they're nicer than the ones from Attack of the Clones. Apparently. That's true. <laughs> they Maybe. did. They did mention that in the in the you know throughout the series that you know some of our people decided to go a violent route while we decided right. to do this and. Because I'm just sitting there going, they fucked up Shimmy Skywalker hardcore. <laughs> so yeah. what happens if you ignite a lightsaber in front of them? Do they all freak the fuck out at that point? Do, oh. Do they have some PTSD from... you? Remember, well, none of them survived, so... <laughs> remember that Jedi who massacred that entire fucking tribe? You know, that well, guy? Mas- would they even know? Pro- I mean, because he killed... Do they even know that he went and killed all of them? Who knows? Right. I, I don't know. Who fucking knows? They, God, it, we're, I'm going to go back to Boba get being inconsistent with how much of a badass he is. So he goes into that bar. He whoops the shit out of the bikers in there. Mm-hmm. But we cut again. We go back to the assassins when they attacked him. He kicks the shit out of everybody in the bar, but he gets his ass kicked when he's full armor. I, I don't know. That's, that's an inconsistency that drove me crazy about the series. Yeah. I could totally see that. Yeah. doesn't make, no, doesn't make any sense. I don't like it. I love the scene with the speeder bike training with the Tuscan Raiders. That cracked me up. Epi- episode, that was fun. episode two was honestly was my favorite episode of the entire series. Minus the Mandalorian episodes, we're not going to. We're say. not Minus talking about. Mandalorians. We're not talking about the Mandalorians. I'm talking because about because the train was fucking badass too. That was a the whole... great scene. Yeah, that was a great scene. That heist kicked fucking ass, dude. Ninja Tuscan drives his bike straight into the fucking train to detach the cars. I loved it. Oh my I god! Loved all of it, the training of them, and then seeing them put that training into use—it was just, it was. I was rubbing my nipples the entire time. They were <laughs> rock hard. I could cut glass at that point. Yeah, I, dude, I, oh yeah, that episode two was. I, I was really like, okay, this episode's gonna be fucking awesome. I love this hmm. shit. This is going to be great. And we get to the lizard, uh, you know, up the nose thing. And Boba goes on a trip, a little bit of a trip. The last thing I'd want to do is get high with a bunch of Tusken Raiders around me. I would freak the fuck out. They are scary. Can you imagine how scary they would be if you were tripping balls? But at this time, he must have been living with them for several years. I mean, they didn't adequately explain that but he had been kind of like assimilating into culture so but i think he was surprised too what the how do you drive through that how do you what now 
survive through a lizard up in your brain. Uh, apparently in all of these sci-fi films and shows and various things, uh, apparently it's okay to have shit shoved up your nose into your cranium. It doesn't have lasting effects. I, I think of Total Recall when Sch- Schwarzenegger shoved that fucking thing up his nose to pull that probe out. Apparently that's not a problem. So in the future... Crazy. As someone who actually has like an autoimmune that attacks my own brain and the fact that, you know, it just attacks the sheathing around my I lose the whole right side of my body. The fact that people could have a lizard up their brain and not be permanently disabled is kind of crazy. Angie, it's a it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, okay? <laughs> I did like when he was tripping balls, the trip he went on. I understand his motivation and they did a very good job in that scene explaining he wants to get away from what his father did and Mm -hmm. what he did because he knows that there is no good ending to this. And I think he was also searching for a sense of peace. Okay. If that makes any sense. And I think that also... and. The change that he went under with the Tuscan Raiders, they're very much about respect. And I think that is why he was so much about respect in the in this point of the story after everything. Because okay. it was that's where that respect came in. Okay, so. that that does make sense. I, I, I did not look at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. I I love I I love the little flashbacks to him as a kid on Camino, you know, watching you know his, mm-hmm. his dad's ship come in. I'm going to call it Slave One. Apparently, they're getting away from that on the show. Which okay, fine, whatever. But yeah, yeah, they. Uh, but yeah, watching you know Django's ship come in and land, and you know how he was as a kid. I found that part, that type of stuff, fascinating. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. It gave you a look into his head and and the emotions he felt and everything else. So I understood his motivation as to why he wanted to go a different route. Right. I just didn't understand what route he was trying to go. (laughs) Yeah. I can see that. But how fucked up was it that the Tuscans just let him go walk off into the desert while tripping balls? Because he comes back with the fucking tree lamb and it's like, hi, guys. How long was he gone? And why was that okay? Um, this is where we bring Talon in to talk about vision quests. <laughs> you know what's funny? I thought about him while I was watching the Tuscan Raider scenes. I'm like, Talon would have a very unique perspective on this, and God he damn totally it, I, I miss him, and I, I should have brought him in there. <laughs> but hey, he gets accepted into the tribe. He makes his little gaffy stick and mm-hmm. with the little pointies and the pretty carvings and all the other stuff, and then we get uh, you know Tuscan the musical where they're all dancing around the fire. Yes. That was a lovely choreographed little dance that they did. It was beautiful. It was was a bonding moment. It really was. (laughs) And then we get to episode three, which is my least favorite episode of this entire series of of the first season. Did not like episode three. I love the Steven Root cameo. I was really expecting him to tell Boba Fett that uh, they took my stapler, but he didn't. (laughs) And I was very upset by that. 
Yeah, I can see that. Yes. <laughs> but we're also introduced to the mods, and I fucking hated the mods. Yeah. So stupid. I they- think that's. I think that was probably one of the things they put in to young up the show that didn't need it. Who's that- who's into this? We're talking about a fucking British seventies fucking era. Who who's into that besides? Maybe British people that were in the Civ. I don't know. I maybe British people right now are into the mod thing because it seems like everything's cyclical. So, are are we still at like the the eighties? You know, jeans that are up to your fucking belly button type shit. Are we still in that era? Higher, higher. Right. Yes. Are they going up to your yes. tits now or? No, they go at least probably an inch or two above your belly button now, and it's. Okay, so so that maybe shit? that's a thing in Britain. I, I I don't know, but it seemed completely out of place for not just the. No, I'm not going to say the Star Wars universe because maybe on Coruscant that would have made sense, but not on Tatooine. Right. No, and I can see it. I can. It just didn't make any sense to me. I and there the mods and and you could bring all these young characters. Maybe it was trying to capture a younger audience or build into something new, but I think it wasn't needed. They're they're little fucking mopeds with all the mirrors on them and and just all all of that shit. The, this is not the most Espa. They're running feel. around on their Vespas. Well, exactly, they're about. little fucking mopeds. Is what they fucking are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, it, once again, we're back in the back to tank with him, and we're doing more flashbacks. There was really no explanation as to why he's in the back to tank as much as he is. No, but you're right. I know I'm right. Fuck. <laughs> I hate you. I know. Um. Well, probably because he keeps getting his ass kicked. Well, uh, <laughs> well that, that's part of it. But he seems to like sleep in there. What is he fucking daredevil trying to well, I think close part up? Of it, he's trying to fix all his skin issues from when he was in the Sarlacc pit. Maybe. I, wa- I want to stop being ashy. I'm going to go lay in the no, back to take till I'm not ashy anymore. I don't want to be the scars. I need to be like perfect again. So I have to ask, uh, traveling by Bantha, w- wouldn't walking be faster than traveling on a Bantha? Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, you look kind of mighty up there and you're just kind of swayed. Apparently, because that thing went really fucking slow. Yikes, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we get to the point where the Tuscans get slaughtered and that I, I felt for him in that moment. I felt bad. Yeah. I really did. And um, the plot point of the Pikes actually blaming it on the biker gang. I I thought that was a cool motivation. I don't know why the fuck they would tell Cad Bane that. Yeah. I understand why Bane told Boba that. Yeah. Because he's trying to fuck him up. But yeah, I, I, I don't understand why they shared that. But... That particular moment, though, I I felt his emotion because we had a connection to the Tuscans at that point. I I, right. I was really into them, and was yeah. hoping that they were going to play some part in this show, and then they all get slaughtered. The little kid, the the ninja, the, the he the, lost his the family, chief. and he, I think that's he once did. Again, 
he lost his family. I, I understood. And I and and again that builds to his motivation. And I get that. Mm. I totally get that. But Chrysanthemum shows up and once again Boba's getting his fucking ass kicked. And I understand it's a Wookiee. I get it. Yeah. He's got no armor on. God. Santo is a badass. But the mods get him. <laughs> Dude, but he doesn't really go down. I mean, they stab him. They fucking beat on They do all this shit to him. And honestly, the only thing that saved them is they had a trap door that took him into the fucking ranker pit. That's, That's it. True. Yeah. They still and even. He's just down there. Even the, <laughs> the fucking cool mods and their fucking little cool suits with their knives and their blast, little, little tiny blasters. They still couldn't fucking take him down. Yeah. Little, I love the tiny blaster. The little tiny blaster, the, the the fucking equivalent of a derringer, and they I know, right? They, yeah, who are you fucking killing with that? Jesus Christ! Well, the huts show up and they bring him the little. They, he gets a gift, right? He gets a yes. baby rancor and he gets fucking machete. Okay, that is a wonderful <laughs> gift. I will take True. all day, every day. I will take that as a gift here. Yeah. Have your Wookiee back. I'm happy. I get machete. <laughs> and I love Trejo showed up. Of course, that's uh, a byproduct courtesy of Robert Rodriguez being a director and an executive producer on the show because Trejo goes wherever Rodriguez goes now. But we wanted more of him. He didn't, like, he didn't get a lot. No. And, Totally, it could have been more. But, you know, we... It is what it is. But know, he was in Star Wars, so... We will... Exactly. And Trejo deserves to be in everything. I If they're doing a new Star Trek film, we talked about it, I want Trejo in that in some way. <laughs> okay. Can we get Machete in Star Trek? Okay, he wouldn't... Yeah. He, he Yes, he's, he's thousands of years old. He will not die. True. I just want a third machete film. It's all I want. It's all I want. The practical effects they did on the Rancor, though, looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I, God, I love the fact that they are not relying solely on blue screen. They they are building these these creatures. They're doing all this stuff. I understand some of the scenes they have to use CG, and that's fine. That's okay. We use it in a limited amount when we need it the rest right. of the time practical effects build the fucking model do what they did and they did that with the rancor and it looked gorgeous it looks really good yeah and he's gonna ride the rancor okay i love it i loved that part little foreshadowing I, little foreshadowing yeah. going on there a little bit a little bit because as soon as he said that i'm like yeah he's gonna ride the fucking rancor mm-hmm. all right but then we get the dumbest scene of the series, the speeder chase where they're going after the major domo and the, the mods are chasing him. And this is dumb. Yeah, no, I agree. It was dumb. This is some Keystone cops, Benny Hill bullshit. And I could not stand it. I know you younger folk don't understand what that means. Look it up. Actually, our demographic is around our age, so we're fine. Makes sense. We're fine. Yeah, okay. it's all good. All right. No, they'll understand. Okay. Everybody gets it. It's it's all good. It's all good. We end up with uh, the ending of the, this particular episode. 
it seems like from this episode on, the ending of it is always Finnick saying, we're going to war. And they keep saying yep. that over and over again. And it's like, right. okay, barf. This is dumb. Yep. This is dumb. Yep. But hey, let's roll into episode four. Um, apparently, Tatooine is the nexus of the universe where everything happens, right? Even though it's on the Outer Rim. It's yeah. on the Outer Rim. No, don't forget <laughs> that. It's on the fucking Outer Rim. But every goddamn thing happens on Tatooine. Because, I mean, it's the happening place because of all the spice trade. And spice and the spice. huts. And why would the huts want a big fucking desert planet where nothing happens? I don't get that. I didn't get whether the spice came from Tatooine or if it no. was just being sold on Tatooine. It was being sold on Tatooine. Spice comes from Kessel. Okay, but or, all right. That's what I thought. That's it. How do these people who have to have moisture farm have money to buy spice? Because they over they sell their water for way more than it's worth, and they use that to buy the spice because cocaine is amazing. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know, uh-huh. but this this is the episode where we understand and and get to see how Boba crosses paths with Fennec. And right. plot convenience on this a little bit. It's it, he just happens to be where Fennec has her little encounter with the Mandalorian and the little shithead, you know, fucking assassin, yeah. the the wannabe bounty hunter. Right. But hey, whatever. I'll let it go. Uh it's. But once again, you can see his growth from being with the Tuscans that he rescues her. And then takes and spends money to take her to a mod. To right, get fixer. and I'm okay with that. And speaking of the mods, um, what I ultimately came to with the mods is that if they could afford the mods, why aren't they leaving Tatooine? Because what was Luke's bi- <laughs> what what was Luke's biggest motivation in New yeah. Hope? Get the fuck out of oh, Tatooine. Gosh. Yeah. And apparently, these kids are like. I want some mods and a business suit, but I'm going to live on Tatooine. Are you fucking kidding me? And I don't have no job. I have no job. Right, right. I can't (laughs) afford water, but hey, look at my suit and my mod. And my really cool Vespa. I have a fucking, (laughs) I, I have a mechanical dick now and I'm amazing. Check this out. That would, never mind. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's all I have to say. (laughs) <laughs> so they're breaking they, they, they decide they want to go in and you know get slave one out of there i love when they break into the little galley they have there and uh the salad droid just decides to go full general grievous on them that was a oh that was a great was, callback it was awesome yes. i love all the dives spinning <laughs> yes but once again, he's running through, and, and Boba, in his pre-Bactus state, is knocking out Gamoran guards on his way to his ship. Right. Because he can fight, and he's fine. He's fine. It's totally okay. Nothing wrong. But we are... Stop pointing this shit out, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. These are things that... It... Okay, I have to say this. I watched it as it was released each week, okay? Right. And then before this... At recording, I went back and binge watched the whole thing. Right. It did not improve. 
And these are the things that I point that that just jumped out to me that fucking drove me nuts. It was like you could see the plot progression for, of him emotionally and how he grew that way. But then his fighting, I guess, was super uneven. His, his like, physical prowess made no sense. Right. Because yeah. we have moments where he's fucking amazing in the flashbacks, but we get to the present time. He is shit. Yeah. No, and, I can see that gripe. And now that you've pointed out, I'm just like, oh. And, and I'm macho male, big penis. I, you know, I want my Boba Fett to fuck shit up. Yeah, and that's in the, true. And, and in the present time shit, he did not do that. I have to say, though, Slave 1 is really an impractical design as far as a ship is concerned. It looks like a nice little mask. It's cool, but you're fucking when it's land, you know, sitting there, you know, landed, you're you're looking up. Yeah. And you're not like you're you can't flip it around. So when they're trying to steal it from the hangar, I can't see anything. And it's like, yeah, we know because your ship that that ship is all fucked up. How would you be a passenger on that goddamn thing? If you're not in the co-pilot seat. Like yep. in season two of the Mandalorian, they're all just chilling, you know, in the cargo bay area. How are they doing that? And when it lands, are they all falling flat on their fucking face? Well, no, because they got mag boots that are holding them down. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's convenient. Granted, you know, prior to the fact that we knew the Pikes killed the Tuscans, it was super, super satisfying watching the biker gang get blown to shit by yeah. by Boba Fett and his ship. That right. was good times. It was. And, I loved that part and, where and they're I, just ping, ping, ping. And that's that's <laughs> Boba Fett. That yeah. that's the Boba Fett I I I have in my mind. Right. Not that I know, and, and he's love. completely merciless at that point, right? Which is, what, which is, I think, part of what is missing throughout the whole entire thing. You know, like it would be one thing. Oh, I want to get respect and shit, but you need to be merciless when you have to be. Man. And I don't think he is through most of the um, series, and that's probably where we find it a little bit uneven. Sometimes you have to pull the fucking trigger and exactly he really yeah. didn't do that in this. But I got to ask, how'd you feel about that Sarlacc scene where he pulls the ship up? You're, you're not a horror fan. That was fine for a separate. Yeah. It was, oh yeah. I hit my face. I jumped. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I jumped about a foot when the, <laughs> even though I knew that was probably was what was going to happen. It still surprised it, me. Well, I think the music was building and I was kind of like this and I, I remember, Oh shit. I actually kicked my son. <laughs> Did now you really? About it. Yeah. Nice. Well, because I have my feet stretched out and he's at the end. I kicked him cause I jumped. So now I think about it. I, I, I feel like it's one of those situations where you, you, you drop something down the drain and you're just kind of st sticking your head as close to it as possible. Going, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to find it. It's there. And then the disposal goes off. Something like that. Sure. <laughs> it's, perfect analogy for the whole thing <laughs> but i love that he fucking torpedoed the goddamn sarlacc fuck yes fuck the sarlacc that had to have been cathartic for him right but then 
he goes and he's all running around in his dead body looking for his armor. Doesn't find it. Where does he find his fucking armor? Well, he gets it from Mando. He gets it from Din Djarin. Remember season oh, two? I must have missed that. So oh, Cobb, God. So Cobb Vanth ends up getting it from the Jawas and he's wearing right. it. And while Din Djarin is searching for Grogu's, you know, someone to take Grogu. He's searching for fucking Jedi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, he, no. He finds yeah, out I the, haven't watched Mando yes. season two in a while. So I had completely forgotten that. Because that was the thing that bothered me through the whole thing. I was like, where did he get his armor back from? That makes sense. Thank you. You're welcome. I probably should have watched everything back again before I did. I did, I did and it was glorious. And, it was so yeah. glorious watching the first two seasons of, of fucking Mandalorian again. So God. can we talk about season 2.5 or what you're about to get into? Oh, we'll get this. We'll get, we're close. We're okay, close. Right. We are super <laughs> fucking close. We jump to present time again, and the back to tank tells him he's completely healed. From Ooh. from what? Dalek pit. What is he healed from? From ashy skin? I'm not ashy anymore. The scar hasn't gone away on his fucking face. What what are we healing from? They they took no time to explain what he was needing to recover from. Right. And it didn't make any sense. It was and they used the back to tank in the memories while he was in the back to tank as a complete plot plot device. But it, at the same time, it didn't make any sense because he didn't injury to be healing from. He did. No, there was there was nothing indicated that he was fucked up. I understand he gets in a fight, he gets beat up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Bruised ribs, maybe. Right. I don't know. Maybe a fucking hangnail. I don't know. Something right. you know of that nature. But yeah, there was no long-term injury that was indicated at any point throughout the show up to that point that suggested that he needed some long-term Bacta healing. Correct, yeah. I, I think he just wanted to make sure his pecs were strong. I, Maybe I he was going for, never mind, a, <laughs> some, a penile implant or... Does the back does the Bacta tank make your dick bigger? Maybe that's why they spend so much time in there. Who could, knows? Could be, could be. Maybe. Well, nonetheless, we end up going to back to Sanctuary, and uh, Chrysanthemum is uh, not having a good time. He's a little pissed off, and mm-hmm. the Transdosians are having a, a great time gambling. And he just decides, fuck it, I'm going to go beat the fuck out of these guys. Love that scene. Fucking yeah. loved it. He straight up rips the fucking arm off. Off I of that know, guy. I love that shit. Love that scene. <laughs> there was no reason for it. None. And I loved it. And he did it. They were having a good... The reason why, they were having a good time. And he, <laughs> and he what? He wasn't having a good time, no. and they were, so make him pay. God damn right. I understand. <laughs> I understood him in that moment. I said, you know what? When I'm having a bad day, I want to rip the arm off of somebody. Can I, can I yep. do that, please? Please? Yes. I'm not going to dive into the meeting at the end of the episode with all the heads of the families there. All I'm going to say about that is this was a prime example of one of the biggest problems of the show. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Tamura Morrison. He's not a good actor. Mm-hmm. He's okay. He's serviceable. I get that. 
he is not enough to serve to 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 headline a show. And right. and that scene with the bosses was proved that. And yes, I know part of that is the writing. I get that, but he just does not have that charisma that you need. And part of the problem is is how they worked the character of Boba Fett into this. If he was the silent, strong type, it would have worked out fine. But they gave him a lot of fucking dialogue in this, and he just came off as a bad actor and made the character a, a giant fucking pussy. I'm, I'm going to say that. But sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm using the puss, <sighs> the puss word, but he was a pussy in this. And I think if they had been... If they had gone the way of making him a silent character, it would have been too much close to the Mandalorian. And I think that would have... And? Because... Yes, but and? there are two there are two characters and Beskar armor that's very similar, both with a similar thing, but he's definitely not a Mandalorian. He has that culture behind him. And I agree with you, though, because Ming-Na totally is the one who kind of saved that scene. Yeah, a little bit. So, I agree. You probably Finnick Finnick does, does all the heavy lifting and I'm Absolutely. sorry. I'm sorry. Ming-Na Wen does all the it's, heavy lifting in most of the episodes. It's amazing. Yes, yeah, most because of the she's so amazing. Yes. Good casting there. <laughs> yes. Let's go to episode 5 uh real quick. We uh, interrupt this regularly scheduled episode of Boba Fett to bring you season 2.5 of the fucking Mandalorian. Exactly. Yes. But I loved it. Oh, my God. I straight up fucking nutted when I saw his silhouette in in the little fucking butcher factory or whatever the fuck that was. I saw this. I saw the Beskar spear and I'm like, Oh God, it's Din, it's Din, it's Din. And then the fucking theme pops up and Oh my God, I died. I fucking died because we, we, (laughs) we've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for this moment. And he just tore those fucking guys apart this is what boba fett should be doing should be doing the whole entire time. the whole series cutting yeah. fuckers up get that fucking dark saber out and just slice bitches up love it absolutely yeah. love it but he ends up hooking up with the other mandalorians only two of them survived after navarro really that's kind of crazy. That was kind they of must nuts. Be, they have to be hiding more of them somewhere because the Mandalorian culture cannot. Well, I guess that's a sect of the Mandalorian culture. It, it, so. it is. It is not. No, the, the these were the the people that were uh, sent to the moon of Mandalore. These were the fanatics. These were the the really right strict adherents to the way. Right. But all that's left is the. Basically, armor, the armor and, Vizla, and, yeah. and, and the Vizla, and you know, yeah. descend it, and that's fucking it. Which I, I was really kind of shocked with that. Right. I was hoping for a couple of more, a couple, a couple of more. Did I actually say that? Mm-hmm. A couple more. Thank you, two gingers. You're doing great. <laughs> if they're so dogmatic to the code, 
He has the dark saber. He won it fair and square. Why are they not kissing his ring at that point? They absolutely should be. And I've read it enough about Star Wars to understand kind of about the Darksaber. So they absolutely should be. And I don't understand why they are not giving him more respect. I understand Bo-Katan lost it. And then there was the, the, the whole massacre of Mandalore and somehow... Why am I not for remembering his name? Giancarlo Esposito's character's name. Fucking Moff Gideon. And I know yes. Moff Gideon got it, you know, mm-hmm. during the, the Mandalore massacre. But Din Djarin beat him. Right. By, by creed, he right. is the rightful ruler of Mandalore at of that Mandalore. point. So yeah. fuck you. Okay, I know that Vizsla's ancestor decided to fucking challenge him, but they gave him no respect prior to that challenge. So I think it's right. bullshit. I did enjoy seeing Mandalore get glassed. I thought that was fun. Reminded me of Terminator. You had all mm-hmm. those K2SO droids, you know, just shooting shit up. You, you basically had TIE bombers nuking the entire planet. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, I enjoy thing, things blowing up. But I'm kind of glad that Din got kicked out. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Now he can go his own way. And I'm hoping that's what he does as as opposed to bathing in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Okay. I. Yeah. I, eh, don't do that. Go do your own thing. Right. Just like Grogu is going to go do his own thing. Fucking Din Djarin should go do his own fucking thing. No, and I agree. And I, I'm glad he got kicked out because I don't think th- those people are too tied to the past. They are. They're just as so. bad as the fucking Jedi were. Yes. And I have a rant. I agree. I'm going to go on a rant here in a minute. Right. I just feel bad that Mondo had to fly coach. <laughs> God, I love that part. I love that part where he's like, and. Turning in all the weapons. <laughs> I always love scenes like that where you have to turn in all your weapons. It's like five minutes of them putting weapons on in the bag or on the thing or as a coat check. I don't. I always get a kick out of the scenes. I I I was waiting for the dark saber to not be in the case when he opened it. I'm just sitting there. Oh my, God! My, yeah, a, me too. my asshole is squinching. Right yes. Going, oh, fuck, it's not going to be there, and this is going to be a thing, and ah, fuck. Hey, Boba Fett hasn't been in this yet. Cool, we're going to keep going. That's fine. Uh, Pelly comes back, and I'm going to say it, folks, right here now. Amy Sedaris is a national treasure, okay? Yes, she is. She is a goddamn national treasure. If you have never watched uh, uh, Strangers with Candy, fucking do it. I'm writing that down. Yeah, write it down. Oh, Amy Sedaris is fucking a huge talent. Yeah. I mean, she speaks and dated a Jawa, okay? (laughs) Strangers with Candy? Strangers with Candy. Yeah, look that up. All right, cool. All right, cool. She is super fucking talented. She's gorgeous, by the way. If you look at her with no makeup on, everything else... She uh-huh. she is very attractive. Nice. It's so funny because most of the parts that she plays, she 
uglies Dresses herself down. up as much as she possibly can. And I love her in this. I love that they got a fucking Nabu star fighter. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I pissed myself when she pulled that out. And yeah. they made that thing gorgeous. Completely impractical for a bounty hunter. <laughs> yes. Com- com- completely. But it was shiny. And it was the shiniest as Beskar armor. It was a fucking hot rod is what it was. And <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, and I fucking loved that scene where he's just test driving it. And it's got NOS. I mean, yeah. you know, come on. Yeah. F- fuck you, Vin Diesel and Fast and the Furious, okay? Fucking Din and fuck your shit up. I, I just love the whole interaction of the two characters and the Jawas getting the stuff and he's Wow, they got all this stuff. It was, it was good. Yes. It was good. It was humorous. It was light. It was what I love about the Mandalore. Yes, it was, and 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 that part. So I, I was super excited. It it was it, again. We were just continuing on the story of 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 Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, and yeah. and it was just it. It, it took you right back there because it had all of the qualities that you enjoy. Of it. And I, I think no matter what, Filoni and Favreau have solid, solid lock on who Din Djarin is. Oh, yeah. And I love that. Totally. Because, and it just resonates, so. But they had a, they had a, a clean palette to work from. And I think that's maybe why we love it it's so much yes it's because it is a clean palette exactly and that's why when this when mandalorian was announced i was not excited i was like eh, right. this is dumb all right, right. it's not Bo- it's not boba fett well what, what the fuck are we all right fuck it i'll watch it and i was late to the party i did not watch them when they were released i waited until oh, really? season one was done <laughs> and i was like okay i'll fucking watch it and i could not stop yeah. And I'm like, so when is fucking season two coming? Jesus God, I need the show in my life as much as humanly possible. And yes, these this these two episode five and six brought us back to right. that. And again, Boba Fett did not appear in episode five at all. Exactly. And how do you call it the Book of Boba Fett if Boba Fett's not on I it? don't fucking know. It is the weirdest and, to be honest, probably worst decision they could have made for this series was to slap this in there. because they, And they could have done everything without pulling the Mandalorian in. They, I don't mind pulling the Mandalorian in, but Jesus Christ, th- these episodes, they're... They felt like the beginning of season three. Well, these two episodes do. And I think if they had not pulled in at least these Mandalorian episodes and they had put them back in the timeline and done it as the first two, the first two episodes of uh, season three of the Mandalorian, I think the Boba Fett overarching story series would have been better for it. If that makes sense, because then you're looking at mandalorian episodes as opposed to the rest of the boba fett series and they do not compare no they don't 
And, and, and that was one of the biggest problems is you're sitting there doing a compare and contrast and you're going, yes, thank you for the reminder that this is not as good as Mandalorian. Appreciate it. Thanks guys. I think they made a mistake because I think they could have, if they had taken those two, that 120 minutes and focus more on the changes in that, I think it would have stood up better. It's possible. You know? Yeah. No, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. But, uh, you know, we test out the Naboo fighter and uh, yeah. it was pretty wizard, right? I loved it. I fucking love that. And then we roll into episode six and uh, Cobb Vanth, everyone, I get I get my Timothy Oliphant fucking fix. Do you love him? I love him. Oh, my God. I love him. Yeah. I, I am a Deadwood and Justified fan, and I, I bow at the altar of this man. I love him. It's a perfect character for him. He's playing a fucking sheriff again like he did in Deadwood. Oh, my God. So good. And it's a Western. I love yes. the fact that it's this is, so it's, Western. Yes. It's so Western. Well, it, it's Western for the Mandalorian episodes yes, yes. No, yes. No, no when we do book of boba it's the godfather mm-hmm. which true uh, yeah. this is this was their intention they've even said so and it's like fuck you you're not getting that stop i think it probably boba fett as a western would probably have been better yes it would have to, it, uh, if yeah. we would have continued this particular theme mm-hmm. it would have worked better i agree yeah but we end up on Luke's Jedi Academy planet. And mm-hmm. I got a comment. CG Luke looked pretty fucking good in this. And he looked better than the season two finale of Mandalorian. I think we're out of the uncanny valley at this point. They did a fucking badass job he with that. Looked- I was like, I was like, how the fuck did they do this? The, every single time, every scene he was in. How did they do that? And it's like, how much found footage did they have to use to chop up, get the, you know? They hired a guy that is a prof- like ha- is a professional in deep fakes. Nice. And he did, and he did all all of this. They there is a a making of documentary on Disney Plus that has to, to do you yeah. have you sh- fucking watch that because they explain how they did all of this but ultimately yes they hired a guy that is like does professional deep fake shit and then as far as his voice is concerned you would think it's mark hamill and they de-aged it a bit no they took clips from mm-hmm. all of his movies he did at that age put it into a mix and let an ai fucking do it and that's how they done it and it was great it was uncanny how good actors that was. you're out of jobs now <laughs> right but it wasn't so uncanny that it was out of the valley or it so, yeah. was out of the valley it was the yeah. gingers yeah yes it was amazing <laughs> it looks so much better than it did in the finale of uh, the season two finale of mandalorian i i could not believe that how, how good it was but uh we end up finding out that uh grogu was actually in the Jedi Temple when the purge began, and oh my God, was that horrifying! 
watching all the clone troopers gun down Jedis and everything else. Hey, thanks, Luke, for making me remember that. I was trying to suppress it, but fuck you. And that's one of the things that I think helped him make his choice that he ended up making. But at the same time, it's like, why would have Luke, if someone is trying to find balance or we're trying to, why would you make them go back to that kind of stuff without any extra trauma training or something like that? Especially someone who's essentially a child. It would be the equivalent of subjecting my eight-year-old to that time when we got into a car accident and the car burst into flames and fucking four firefighters died. No, did that happen? Exactly. Absolutely yes. not. It didn't happen. But I'm saying that that would be basically the equivalent. And that's what he was doing to him. And I, I, that it just felt icky, but it also explains a lot of where Gro- Grogu is from right coming from right and i appreciated that part i did too and watching grogu train was adorable exactly oh my god (laughs) oh my god and how dare he let that fucking training remote shoot at grogu are you fucking kidding me that's like don't you fucking let that thing shoot at my little grogu you sons of bitches god damn you i love the frog scene too it was, it was I love the frogs. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it, it, it was good shit. Uh, so, oh god, it was so good, and I love yeah, just the whole thing. I loved seeing him training with him. I loved watching Grogu do the little flips and the the Yoda shit from Attack of yeah. the Clones and fucking Revenge of the. Oh my god. So looking forward to that. Hey, but we got 20 minutes, 28 minutes into this episode and after an entire episode and 28 minutes in, we actually got to see Boba Fett again. For like two minutes. Yeah. No, no, no. no. One minute. I counted it. It was a minute. It was one fucking minute. We got Boba Fett where, you know, Din Djarin's like, hey, I know a guy. <laughs> then gone. Here we go. And of course, Cobb Vanth and the, the we're not gonna we in Freetown are not gonna get involved in this. Okay, cool. And what happens five seconds after uh Din Djarin leaves? We got Ken fucking Bane. Are you kidding me? Oh my <laughs> god. I erections, nutting, I it, it, it was everywhere. I I think I I think I hit myself in the face at one point. Do you like that character? I am a huge Clone Wars guy. Huge. I ha- I have not watched far enough into Clone I, Wars. I understand. To talk. Watch so, he, he is not introduced, I think, until the second season, but I'm oh, almost through f- the my first season. So God yeah. was that a moment. Look, man, I gotta tell you this. This episode, there were so many just absolute jack off moments in it I could not believe. Could yeah. not believe it. And I enjoyed that ride. I enjoyed the fuck out of it before I watched it a second time and decided to just dissect the shit out of it. But <laughs> but that's that's what you do as a Star Wars fan, right? You right. fucking enjoy it and then you go, what, what the fuck, man? This is bullshit. You go along for the ride and you do that. But watching Cad Bane having Corey Burton do the fucking voice again. He did it in the, cl- in the cartoon. Fuck, man, that was badass. And he looked amazing in this. Right. Amazing. It was 
good. I I liked it. It was I I, I really I really appreciated the Western theme on it because it feels like Tatooine is the wild, wild west. Right. And yeah. And it, we should have been rolling with that the whole entire time, hey, I think. No, no, Angie, let's shove the Godfather into Tatooine. No, it, it no. works great, right? No, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. And I love the whole throwing back the coat and the hand hovering over the, oh. <laughs> the pistol. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you're trying to figure out at what point you fucking climax. You know, it's like watching a porn. <laughs> you're del- you're like trying to make that decision. Okay, am I gonna come when the guy comes in her mouth? Am am I gonna come when she, when she's getting DP? I don't know what to do here. I'm so my dick is confused at this point. <laughs> That's how fucking good that was, and I love that the deputy got fucking lit up because he deserved it for distracting Cobb Vanth. Fuck you, deputy dipshit. You deserve to get fucking shot multiple yeah. times by Cad Bane. And it was fucking amazing. I love all of it. Until the point they blew up fucking Jennifer Beals' bar. You motherfuckers. Why would you do that? That to was the so sanctuary? mean. Why would you? I hate that. Are you ready for my rant? Sure. All right, I have one thing to say before my rant. Okay. Max Rebo made it out of the bar. He was yes. not in there when that shit blew up. Max <laughs> Rebo is a fucking survivor. He knows his shit. He's like, you know, this is getting too hot. I'm moving my elephant ass out of here. And I love <laughs> I love Max Rebo. Okay. Luke's is a, Luke is a dick, and this is why he failed. Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> His whole thing with making Grogu choose between, hey, I got the little Yoda lightsaber. You like this? Oh, look, it's shiny and everything else. Here's this T-shirt that's made out of metal. Do you want this? Mm-hmm. It is this slavish devotion to the Jedi Order that did not work. That was the problem with looking at this episode was the fact that you know that everything is going to fail for Luke, right? right? You remember this line from The Last Jedi? You probably don't because I'm anal that way. Now that they're extinct, the Jedi are romanticized, defy, or uh, deified. But if you strip away the myth and look at their deeds, the legacy of the Jedi is failure, hypocrisy, hubris. At the height of their powers, they allowed Darth Sidious to rise, create the empire and wipe them out. It was a Jedi master who was responsible for the training and creation of Darth Vader. Yep. And it took him until we got to the last Jedi, Jedi. to figure out the fuck out. And that's why he failed. Right. He tried to and, t- take that path and, and he, sh- he should have fucking known better. The Jedi order the Jedi philosophy has for bad feelings or dealing with those feelings other than peace and shit like that. There is no balance there. No. And, and I think that's part of the problem is that you can't feel anger, but anger is a natural emotion. It is chemically in your brain. And I, and the continuous, and that's what I loved about the last Jedi. Right. Um, yes. Because they were really starting to say, you can't have balance in the force 
without acknowledging hard feelings, terrible feelings, anger, sadness, all this kind of stuff. And that's what I got so much out of The Last Jedi and uh-huh. then it moved away. You can't have and, you can't have balance in the force if you can't have balance within yourself. Exactly. And and so to see Luke trying to teach that to Grogu, who has had all these terrible, terrible things happen to him. And he has no way of expressing those feelings, acknowledging those feelings, because the Jedi Order does not allow you to have those feelings. Why wouldn't he choose the ex- fucking Beskar ex- armor? Exactly. Yes, no, let's shove it. Di- go ahead and shove all that trauma down. It's yeah. fine. It's like an, telling an abuse victim to go, no, 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 just, you know, get past it. You're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Just shove it all down. You're safe now. Everything's fine. We're not going to acknowledge it. We're not going to do anything. That's what right. he expected to do with Grogu. For a yeah. guy that fucking had, I, I don't know how much, to, you know, Empire doesn't do a great job of establishing how long Luke was on Dagobah, but let's go ahead and assume that he didn't get a lot of tra- training time with Yoda. He didn't get a lot of training time with, with Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Luke is not the best fucking guy to train people. But I also don't think... I don't know if the Jedi Order was was the answer. I, I truly don't believe they, it's they weren't. the answer to all that kind of shit. And they, that's why it failed. They couldn't adapt to mm-hmm. a threat that they couldn't understand. Right. And they thought they had all this shit together until fucking Palpatine pulled the carpet out from under them. And the problem is Luke went, I'm still going to do what they did because, you know, it worked for a while, but yeah, they were all slaughtered at one point, but whatever else. And Ahsoka fucking knew that. Well, yeah, and that's what I love about Ahsoka. Did you see the the smile on her face? She Mm -hmm. knew what Grogu was going to do. She Mm -hmm. knew that Luke was, uh, was going to fucking fail. Because mm-hmm. she was very sar- kind of kind of flipping about things, and her line is, "You're just like your father." I know that was me- I know Luke probably took that, and most of the audience went, "Oh, that's really nice for her to say that." No, she said no. that because she's like, <laughs> "You're a fucking idiot, just like your dad was." Good luck. Yeah, you're gonna fail. I'm gonna go find fucking Thrawn and Ezra Bridger now. Have a good day. Yeah, and I love that. I fucking love that. But that also gives me a lot of hope for the Ahsoka. Oh, God. that <sighs> I, I, I do, too. I'm so excited. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Yes. Was it super neat to have Luke get involved in the second season finale of Mandalorian in these episodes? And yeah, yeah, da, 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 da. I'm done now. Get yep. the fuck away from the Skywalker saga. Get the fuck yep. away from it. I'm not saying that they can't deal with the first order, thir- you know, 25 years from then. I'm not saying right. that they can't run some parallels to what's going on. There is no reason for them to cross over anymore. Mm-hmm. We're done. Tell yeah. your own stories. Do shit outside of all the Skywalker bullshit. I agree. Because we all know the sequel trilogy. It had one and a half good movies. <laughs> one and, and a half. I think the thing I loved about the most about the the Last Jedi was the fact that it was getting away from the Skywalkers. It, it, it was bringing the Force to everybody else. It tried to tell a different story in a different yes. way, and it was blasted for it. 
It was blasted for it. So Which much is to bullshit. The, so much to the point that they had to fucking go do retcon bullshit for an entire film. And J.J. Abrams had to fucking appease everybody who was mad about Last Jedi. And what ended up happening? It was a shit film. It was a shit film. And I don't think they should have. Ha- I, I wish Disney had been stronger and let that story go on because I think it would have made Star Wars even more accessible. I wish they people. would I wish they would have kept Colin Trevorrow and his Duel of the Fates script and that's all I have to say. Hey, let's go to episode 7, shall we? Okay, sorry. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Boba Fett actually shows up in episode 7. Ooh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And we end up with the X-Wing coming down, and I was really excited because I thought, hey, Luke and Boba Fett are going to have a moment, and God, is that going to be awkward, but it's going to be fun and interesting. And is Luke there? Nope. He's a fucking dick because he couldn't even take the time to fly Grogu back to Tatooine. I agree. I was like, what the fuck? You send the child with the fucking robot? What? R2-D2 is very resourceful and everything like that, but at the same time. Yeah. Right. What? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, no guy. It's like, fuck you, Luke. You're a douchebag. No wonder your fucking nephew decided to blast, blow up your fucking (laughs) academy asshat. So we're divvying, you know, Boba's divvying out assignments to all of his people. And I, I got a question putting... Santo in the Transdosian territory, considering the <laughs> no, fact. Oh, I thought the same thing. Just, I was like, what the fuck are you thinking? What, what are we doing here? But hey, he's the daimyo, and you know, whatever. He decides to do his thing. Uh, God. I love the standoff between Boba and Cad. Oh my God. They're sitting there, and, and Cad Bane is trying to push his buttons. And Fennec is, dude, don't. You're going to get fucked up. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. That scene I, I enjoyed. I like mm-hmm. the restraint in that scene because it made sense. Right. Because Bobo was heated and he would have gotten fucked up because this guy's a professional. And Cad Bane was right. Boba is going soft. Yes. He went soft. He's absolutely right. He is totally soft. He is baby skin soft in this. (laughs) I'm not sure why they were surprised that the other uh, crime lords double crossed them. I I didn't understand that either. I was like, have you not been verifying this? Have you not been? (sighs) They even said it at one point in the series where they went, yeah, they're probably going to fuck us over right yep exactly and, they and then they're like no oh, they no con- no contingencies at all none I, yeah I, yeah and the twins deserve better i we didn't see them again the, after they fell the, the gamorans dis- deserved better they did kill I the was f- very sad kill the fucking mods throw them off a cliff but god damn it leave the gamorans <laughs> alone or have the have the mods managing the star fleet so that when they get knocked off the cliff on their vespas they survive and then the gaborans no, don't die they don't need to survive fuck the mods well, kill okay, put right. them at the fucking spi- 
Put them at the fucking spaceport. Let the Gamoran yeah. twins go sit down with the, the fucking workers' with district. The water cellar. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Have them down there. God damn it. Kill the right people. Don't kill the wrong people. And you killed the wrong people when you killed the fucking Gamoran twins. I agree. But they made a good choice. Uh, I love whenever it's just uh, Din Djarin and Boba together. That's good times. Yeah. It's, there's always good dialogue between the two of them. I I do enjoy those scenes. So that is one thing that they actually do correctly most of the time. So they send the major domo out to deal with the pikes with the, I offer you nothing thing. My, I love, I, that. I love that. It was a great moment. That is very much a Godfather part two thing. Right. Very much. So my biggest problem with it though, was that he did not get shot and I really wanted him to. Why did he not get shot in any of this? I'm not sure how he somehow survived from in all of this shit, but yeah. So at this point, the action actually starts. And for the most part, I, I kind of pulled back and went, okay, this is, this is fun. This is good. I don't care if it makes sense or not. I'm going to have a good time with this. And the right. Butch and Sundance moment where it's Din and Boba Fett, back to back, fucking unloading on everybody. They That fucking sniper that falls off the roof, they just light his ass up. Those are wonderful moments. Yeah. I'm loving every minute of that. Even when they fucking introduce these Scorponek droids. Ugh. They're giant droidicas. That's all that that's all they are from, you know. Fucking, I, I wish I had found yeah. something other than droids to be the big bads I for think, this battle. Yeah, I think it would have been more interesting. I I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it made for a couple of, of fun moments, but yes, it's just, oh, wow, we got two droids we have to fucking kill now. Yay. That's it fun. Just wasn't it. It was not an interesting choice for me as far as what they had, the big bad for yeah. this whole entire thing. And yeah, so. Just just do like a way of the gun thing where it's just you're continuing to deal with all of these fucking pikes coming in. And it's waves just after wave after wave after wave. After after wave. Yeah. I would have loved that. That would have been much yeah. better where they're getting shot up like Chrysanthemum was. Chrysanthemum mm-hmm. was a pimp. Santo kept getting shot and kept and just kept going and kept going and kept going. And I fucking loved every bit of that. I loved it when the, the guy, you know, the folks from Freetown showed up. I thought that was great. One part I didn't like is that the fucking mob mod, whatever is, is, you know, carrying chrysanthemum. And then he does his little spinny blaster move, which has become a, a meme now. And I mm-hmm. fucking hate it. It's so stupid. <laughs> I want him to die, and he didn't die. So as much as I love the reunion between Din and Grogu, uh, Peli was not being responsible by bringing Grogu into a fucking fight. Could she not hear all the blaster fire and the shit going on? I agree. And I. this is where I struggle with... Once again, episodes five and six could have moved to the first of the Mandalorian and we could have like just dealt with chapter seven. It could have been like a four episode, six episode season instead of whatever it was, because it just didn't feel 
bringing Grogu into it just cheapen the story almost. It was like I don't know. Right. Keep. I, I'm fine. Bring Din Djarin in. That's fine. Yes. Because yeah. because there's there's history there. There's things that need to happen. But don't don't let's not touch the Grogu story at this right. point. But they shoehorned it in. That's fine. And I got to be honest, it was the one moment in the series where I cried was when Grogu jumped into Din Djarin's arms and yes. I died. I know. I died. So cute. I uh, love that relationship. I, and I think that's part of why everybody loves the Mandalorian uh, so much. That relationship between Grogu and Din Djarin is just. Oh, uh, God. It's such a good moment. It made me forget that, you know. Tuscans were dead and that they didn't show up, which I was really hoping that there were some Tuscans that were going to show up. But hey, we got a Rancor and that was okay with me. The Rancor was good. I love him I, on the Rancor looked weird. Not so much, but I not lo- so much. But the Rancor was awesome. It was. I, I very much enjoyed that. I agree with you. Um, maybe not having him actually riding the, the Rancor. But hey, we'd already foreshadowed that it had to happen, right? Yeah, exactly. We had to have Boba on the Rancor, whatever. And, of course, he gets knocked off it like a bitch because yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. And, hey, Cad Bane, I love Cad Bane just calls him out and goes, hey, why don't you head back to your back, back to tank, you little asshat. <laughs> I love that. I love that he did that. And then, hey, he kicks his ass again, right? Cad kicks Boba Fett's ass. I don't care what you say. He beats him in the fucking quick draw. He fucking knocks his ass out. He knocks his ass on the ground. He does all this shit. And how does Boba come back? He's got a gaffy stick that's awesome. And somehow Cad Bane can't stop him. And that th- was stupid. I was. It, it felt cheap. It, it felt like cheating. It was cheap. And he stabs Cad Bane. Cad Bane's not dead. Probably not. He had a little beepy thing on his chest, which is probably a pacemaker or some type of signal for somebody to come picking up. In, in the in the uh, uh, Clone Wars car- cartoon and also the Bad Batch, he he has a droid that assists mm-hmm. him. So oh, my okay. guess is the droid will come pick him up. He's fine. You you can't kill Cad Bane off. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. So I I don't think he's dead, but. It, we finally get rid of the big droids and then the rancor kind of has a moment and boy, everybody turned on the rancor pretty fucking quickly. Right. Right. Uh, he didn't deserve it. He just saved all your ass. Exactly. And yet they start shooting at him for, for no fucking reason. But then I got distracted by something that uh, I stopped caring about the rancor. Uh, Din kept the little ball from the razor crest and gave it to Grogu. And I cried again. I cried again. Yes. I was very emotional in this episode. There were various levels of happiness, sadness, happy crying, and disgust all rolled into one. Well, I kind of, one thing I have to point out, the Rancor climbing the tower. I was like, oh, is this King Kong now? It was. No, it was total King Kong <laughs> fucking like, homage. Fuck. Yeah. I was like, come on, guys. Let's let's not uh, put it this this much on the nose. Come on. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, you, you give me a break. <laughs> I understand you like other movies. Great. But uh, Star Wars. <laughs> Focus yes. on the Star Wars part. Right. Get, get back to it. But Grogu got the ball. I love that Grogu puts the Rancor to sleep. That was adorable. 
It was adorable. adorable. And then he just cuddles up next to him and he goes right to sleep. They're friends forever now. They're friends forever. They'll have sleepovers. So cute. So cute. But Finnick ends up uh, doing what Boba Fett should have fucking done. And I wish we had spent more time in that. I wish she she had had the chance to actually play the sneaky assassin and take him out one by one in a more prolonged way. Well, if, if that makes sense, if we're she's gonna, a badass, right? We're, well, if we're gonna do the Godfather, let's do like we do in the Godfather, where individual people are taking out, taken out at various different locales. They're not exactly, all together. Yeah. That would have been awesome. And have a combo of Boba and Finnick doing this shit. Yes. That is is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love that Finnick hung the fucking mayor. No, she didn't shoot him. She didn't stab him. She fucking hung the mayor. And I love that part. Love that. Because that mayor was a fucking pain in the ass. And I hated him. But yeah, Finnick Shand is the fucking star of the show. Right. She (laughs) fucking God. Well, we end up closing on uh, just a, a great uh, preview for the next season of a show that is much better than this one. Exactly. Little Grogu. I was scared for him because he's, <laughs> he's, he's in this little little dome. I was scared for him. I was scared. Well, uh, Pelly said that she had all closed it all up and it was uh-huh. all. <laughs> I just love that. He wants to go fast. It was so good. Hit the NOS, Dad. Hit the fucking NOS. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. I will take a moment to talk about the mid credit scene. Goddamn right, Cobb Vanth better fucking live. Sons mm-hmm. of bitches. Now, I know there was a show that they were going to do called Rangers of the New Republic. And I know that uh, it was going to be Cara Dune, you know, Gina Carano's character from Mandalorian yep. before she shoved her foot in her mouth and got... Many times. Yeah. Yeah. Big Mm -hmm. time. Why not do it with Cobb Vanth and, you know, Carl Weathers, Grief Karga, maybe uh, Mayfield. Remember him? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like Captain Tiva, that one X-Wing pilot that is nice to Din Djarin. Mm -hmm. How about that? How about we do that? How about that's the Rangers of the New Republic? That'd be fun. That would be a good show. And I, yeah. I I would watch that and I would enjoy that very much. They won't do that, though. They'll continue to be supporting characters in Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, which I don't know. If this Did is, it get renewed? It, uh, not confirmed yet. And it I, wa- I wonder it. if it's going to or not. I think after watching this, Boba is fine serving as a supporting character who pops up in Mandalorian occasionally. And I would agree. I just don't think there's enough story there. There isn't because what are, what are they now? They're, they're crime Lords. No, 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 no. They're fucking vigilantes. They're the justice league. Okay. That's, that's the, the, they're the, because they're not criminals because being a criminal means you have to exploit and take advantage of people. And, and they're not. Boba is not going to do that. So right. you're basically the vigilantes of Mos Espa. You, you are their protectors. You're their fucking Avengers, whatever the hell you want to call them. Right. That's ultimately where they went with this. 
But and I don't think there's any story there. I, I truly I don't, don't think I don't there's either. any more story there. What what so. huge what huge threats are going to show up in Mos Espa? Well, not the huts. <laughs> the remnants of the empire are going to show up there too. Again, Tatooine, Outer Rim. This is not the center of the fucking universe. There's only exactly. so much shit that you can be- credibly put in there that would be a challenge for Boba Fett and right. his and his little Justice League. Correct. So no. I don't need a second season of this. Uh, and I agree. I, I, I don't need, there's, there's no more story there. And I'll, I said that five times now. So that's okay. Yeah. You know, the, the, the Jameson uh, ginger beer getting to you. Yes. That's okay. That's I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit flushed. That's okay. <laughs> well, nonetheless, it, it was, it was an entertaining experience. I, I know I've kind of torn it apart tonight, but I, I did genuinely enjoy a lot of this show. And I, even, I agree. And even outside of the Mandalorian episodes, those were five out of fucking five all the way up and down. And yes. I'm glad that Grogu decided to not go with Luke's bullshit because I'm sure Grogu went, oh yeah, your shit's going to get burned down. Fuck you. I'm happy that that <laughs> happened. I loved Ahsoka. I, I loved all that shit. But taking those two episodes aside, I I had a good time with the Boba Fett series. I did too. I enjoyed the Boba Fett series a lot. I just don't need more. No, exactly. I want more Mandalorian Boba and, and I want a Finnick fucking show. Yes. Have Finnick go off and do her own thing. I'll watch yes. that. Boba can guest star in Mandalorian and Finnick's show. Yep. And I will be happy. Yes. Right. I agree completely. No, I, yes, I agree completely. Because one of the, God, I get, I talked about structural issues at the beginning of this review and I will explain that a little bit further. I think that this show should have been told in chronological order. Yes. I think it would have made a better show because then you would have seen the progression and how he got where he was. Right. And I know what they did. I think that they looked at the present day stuff and went, holy fuck, this is weak sauce. So Uh we need to, we, we need to, to, to fucking mix this up with what happened, you know, prior to. I think we we would have just gone with him out of the Sarlacc pit, his time with the Tuscans, moving on from there. I think this would have been a little bit of a better show. Yes, I I agree with that because I think you would have seen, you would have had a better idea of why he was all about. I want their respect and all that kind of stuff. You would have seen a better character progression. It would have been a little bit, I think, more even. Even because you would have had all the action and stuff with the Tuscans, then moving into him fighting the Raiders, rescuing Shand, all that stuff. Yes. But one thing they would have had to insert is uh, why he needed to be in a back to tank all the fucking time. Yes. (laughs) Either version needed to explain why he needed to be in a back to tank all the fucking time. The back to tank was a plot device for his memories. He got herpes from something. He got herpes from the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Yeah. That would have worked. Space herpes. It didn't make sense that he was in it all the time. Yeah. Right. We'll we'll call it space herpes. Right? Yeah, because they're really bad. Yeah, they are bad. They are bad. No (laughs) cure. No cure for space herpes. No cure. 
All right. I think we need to take a break. How about you? Sounds like a plan. All right. Hey, you want to get doomed? I'm Tessa. And I'm Nicole. And we have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation. Listen in as two foul mouth biddies have an always casual, often comedic. What? I think we're funny. And sometimes chaotic conversation about the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Take a trip with us down nostalgia lane and we'll try not to veer off the road. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Doom Generation Pod and on Twitter at Doom Gen Pod. Later, Doomers. And we are back. Hey, how's your uh, drinks treating you? I am like moving through. I'm probably going to have a nasty hangover, but we're good. I'm now on whipped vodka and pineapple juice, which is actually quite delightful. Fuck. I will not comment on the multi-faceted (laughs) drinks that you're having tonight. (laughs) I Uh, know. Yeah, the ginger is kicking my ass. So strap in, folks. It's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's do some therapy. I'm still a piece of garbage. All right. You know what? I'll let you go first. What? I wasn't prepared for this. Oh, God damn oh, it. Yes. We need your weekly update. Okay. Well, what do you want to know? Uh, Shit. Now Wait, I don't know. Uh, waiting, waiting. Waiting. I'm waiting. Whatever. Okay. So for my therapy topic. There you go. <laughs> for my therapy topic, I have found... In previous episodes, I've talked about online dating and how problematic I found it and everything. And I found in the meantime, what I've done is I've actually ended up reaching or somehow ending up in contact with one an ex through Facebook. And second, on the dating app, I ran into someone that I used to hang out with and, uh, I guess you could call us friends with benefits. We were never actually dating. And through this, I have found that I am now kind of hanging out with the previous FWB, the friends with benefit uh, benefits. And <laughs> I'm wondering if I'm doing myself a disservice in fucking him. <laughs> As far as, because I know I do not want to date this person. I do know that I have a lot of fun in bed with this person, but I do not want to date him. And ultimately, I think my goal is to find someone to date. I don't. So I'm kind of conflicted. Should I continue hanging out with this person or should I not? Because is that pulling my attention away from what my actual goal is? Well. <sighs> All right. Yeah. I think you should continue to do what is making you happy right now. Oh, God, that's so neutral. Fuck. All right. There we go. <clears throat> yes. Keep fucking him. Yep. Okay. What other, right. what other prospects do you have right now? Well, here's the funny thing is my online dating profile is actually blowing up like i have never had so many likes and messages and comments as i am right now which is absolutely weird to me because i have done nothing different but um because i'm spending a lot of time talking to this person i'm also not answering those okay 
Well, that's great that people are reacting to your profile and going, hey, thumbs up and all that other bullshit. Is there anything tangible that's going to come out of that? I don't know. And it's a possibility. But also, if I'm going out with this person to bars and other places, he and I are affectionate with each other and in public, does that mean I won't possibly meet someone to date in the f- going and doing that? Well, no, as far as people that are around you in a physical sense, but as far as the online presence, yeah, well, how does that matter? Well, because it's kind of like, it's almost like I'm settling again. And I have a problem with settling. Like, oh, okay, I just will hang out with you right now because it's easy and convenient. Okay, well, so, that's I don't there's, know. there's nothing wrong with easy and convenient. Here, here's the thing. You're enjoying your time with this person, yes? Yes. You understand that there is no chance of a relationship, yes? Yes. Does he understand there's no chance of a relationship? Yes. And actually, if I were to look at it, the person who would probably more likely get feelings is me, is him, not me. If that makes any sense, I am, I'm kind of like, nope, I know you're not what I want. Okay, so I'm still having a hard time trying to figure out how your interludes with this person are going to have a, an effect on your dating profile. Because the people that you hang around currently like physically hang around with and they see, mm-hmm. would, you know, par chance see you with this person. How many opportunities have they had to come forward and say, Hey, I like you. Well, I'm not so worried about the people that I hang around with all the time, more about the people that I hang, I will be hanging around with, because I am also making a concerted effort not to hang around with the same people in public or in physically. That I do usually. If that makes any sense, I'm like trying to branch out and go other places because the well is dry at my local watering hole. (laughs) Okay, so the people that you're trying to branch out towards have no idea who the fuck this guy is. And if they're not seeing you in public interacting with this person, then who fucking cares? It's fine to have a side piece. There is nothing wrong with that. And it should not affect the people that you are not dating at this point. Because here's the thing, you find somebody online that you want to date, you two have a connection, whatever the case may be. At that point, then you go, okay, side piece, thank you. It's been great. Love the orgasms. But I've got someone else. I'm moving on now. Hey, I'll give you a call later on down the road if, you know, everything goes to hell. Yeah. And I know that you're like, oh, that's cruel. No, guys are fine with that. I I guess I need to be more mercenary about it. And I had already planned to because I have plans. I I have plans with other people already. So, I I, yeah, I guess I need to be. And I I guess it's the old I am slut shaming myself a little bit, too. And I probably should not be doing no, that. No, you shouldn't Because be. women are hard on themselves. Yeah, and you shouldn't be. Shut that fucking inner voice up. Tell it to go fuck itself. It's okay yeah. for you to be the aggressor out there. It's okay for you to go have a casual relationship that has nothing that's going to happen with it. That's yeah. fine. 
Yeah. Guys do it all the fucking time. So why the I hell know. can't you do it? I know. Why? Thank you. No. It's, Thank you. You always validate me. Yeah, I love I, it. I'm, I'm all about validating women that are, are aggressive in their sexuality, that are, are feel confidence in their sexuality. Absolutely. Go out there. Be yeah. a, be a cl- I call him a clit smith. We have <laughs> we have cocksmiths. I'm going to call you a clit smith. Okay? And, yeah, and I think he's actually helping me get my groove back, if that makes any sense, because a lot of the reason why I haven't been pursuing other relations is because I have a lot of insecurity about, you know, since the last time I was really out in the dating world, a lot has happened to me and my body. And he's helping me get over that good i that's great hey stella get your groove back all right thank you that's okay that's good that's what that's what we want in this world we want to know that we're desired we want to know that people want to knock the bottom out of our ass we we, even if we don't do anything about it we we just want to know yeah. Right. And it also helps. He's like, you're a really fun lay. And I'm like, yes, yes! I am. And that's, so that's, it's good. God damn right. Fucking embrace yeah. that shit. And yeah. that, that should have no effect over what you're doing as far as the online bullshit. Because right now, the online shit is not bearing any fruit. So who fucking cares? True. And there's right. nothing. But I'm also not focusing to get the. Yeah, well, why why do you need to focus? Yeah. Is there, is, look, does there, yeah. does there need to be a reason to focus? Well, you have to answer the people who are contacting well, you. that's fine. You, answer them. Hey, I know. cool. You want to meet up for coffee and fucking cigarettes or whatever? <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. I have to think about, well, go fucking think for yourself. Bye-bye. Have a good one. You know, yeah. it, it's, there's no, you, you, you and I are both at the age where we ain't got time for bullshit. True. Now, luckily I'm married. I don't have to worry about this shit anymore, but I, I I'll say this. If I were single, mm-hmm. I got time for bullshit. Fuck True. that. You, you're yeah. in, or, you're in or you're out. You want, right. you, you want to go give, get, you know, throw the dice. We go have dinner. We go have drinks or whatever. Uh-huh. If you're interested in doing that, great. If you're not, and if you want to do this, eh, well, you know, I like talking to you. Dandy, go fuck yourself. You know, and that's part of the problem with online dating. That's too much of back and forth. And I'm just like, let's go meet up. And everybody's like, whoa, what the, the fuck? Well, dude, <laughs> I'm like, this is not a contract negotiation. The only yeah. way you're going to know if it's a good match is if you fucking sit there and f- interact with each other in a one-on-one basis because we all know online is bullshit. We all know this, our, our personas as far as what we can type is not who we are as people. Right. Yeah. Okay. True. So bottom line, get the fucking in. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. Makes you happy, relaxes you and also builds self-confidence. And number two, and it helps with the depression too. I found that straight up started. I'm less depressed. Orgasms so. help depression. Yeah. They do. We don't need mm-hmm. antidepressants. We need orgasms. Exactly. Amen. If you're feeling blue, 
get off. <laughs> Go get some. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Amen, sister. What is okay. that? What does that T-shirt look like? I need a T-shirt that says something. I'm depressed. Please fuck me. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. I will print those tomorrow. I'll tell you. You can sell them on your website. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I've always thought about, you know, what would happen if I, we sold t-shirts for this show. And I think th- it'd be awesome. It's well, actually morally cheap to do. Mor- morally flexible podcast. Of course, we'd have our logo and all that other shit on top of it. But, uh, you know, different quotes that are uh, often used on the show, like fantastic, like in quotation marks. Or um, I need a dick in my vagina. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> or let me tell you something. Or, you know, whatever, you know, there's the thing. But I Need a Dick in My Vagina is in the Hall of Fame as far as the show is concerned. So, brava, brava. (laughs) So my thing this week is nowhere near as interesting. I am uh, having a really difficult time trying to hire people with my company. And I am trying to not take the stance of superior fuck you mentality, but I'm having a really hard time not doing so. So I'll give you an example. Today, I had two interviews scheduled. Mm -hmm. The first person, no called, no showed the interview, despite the fact that I confirmed with them yesterday. Well, here's the thing that has been five in a row that have done that. Yep. It's, they got another job. It's, that's great. Just fucking tell me. Hey, found something else. I appreciate the opportunity. Whatever else. Have some fucking professional courtesy. So I'm not sitting there building my schedule around the fact that I'm thinking you're going to come in at a certain time. So second guy comes in and he says, hey, you know, I know we talked about me doing full-time work, but I was thinking of doing part-time. Okay, cool. Great. What were you thinking? Well, I think, you know, with the schedule of my other job, I, I, I can work, you know, probably one day a week. Really? One fucking day a week. We've gone from I can do full time to now I can do one day a week. Are you Because they got a job in the meantime. Yeah. Well, they have a current job already, which pays them so much more than what we're offering. Okay. If that's the case, then why the fuck are you applying with us? If you're just inflation. Because he's probably going to lose that job. And that's why he's I, there. He's That's the supporti- superiority thing. He's hedging. You don't know. Maybe he's got six kids that he's paying child support on. Well, he's hedging his bets because he did actually mention the fact that he's not sure oh. if he's going to keep his other job. But here's the fun part. I have to say that I was both impressed and annoyed at the fact that he had many notes written on a notepad, which is great. It turned it into a more he was interviewing me than I was interviewing him. But times are tough. We're desperate for staff. I'm willing to suffer things that I normally would not do. Great. So we're going down the list. And of course, he drops the one day a week thing. And then he says, "Uh, well, I have some opportunities for overtime. And I looked at him and went, are you fucking really? 
I said, you're just saying extra ships. You have just spent extra ships. You have one day a week of availability. I said, there's only 24 hours in one day, which I'm not going to work you 24 hours. There are not 41 hours in one day. Right. So I, I think s- he'd probably just spent e- extra shifts. Well, he even caught himself and went, oh, yeah, it's a really dumb question. Yes, it is, you stupid fuck. <laughs> Come the fuck on, man. I, to tell you the truth, I think it's going to be hard for you because I know your business and I bet you do not offer health care and you do not offer and your pay is not that it's in, it's industry standard. It's industry standard, but I bet industry standard is shifting higher. It is, and as we have adjusted to industry standard, I will say this: we are three always three dollars above minimum wage. I consistently try to do that. Now, is that the greatest amount of money in the world? No, it's not. Or well, what is minimum wage there? <laughs> it's not fifteen dollars an hour like it is here. Fourteen fifty. Okay, because I know that our Taco Bell in my little town is hiring at eighteen dollars. Yeah, hour. I know, and I have to compete with that bullshit. I and you're competing with that bullshit. Yes. So that is part of your problem. I, I know. I'm, and... I'm, I'm I'm aware. I just I I guess the the thing I have an issue with is we make it very clear on the different hiring sites, exactly what the hourly rate will be. There's, It's not something I try to hide. Right. And when I do the phone screening before they come in for the interview, I'm very transparent about that. I will not hide what the job entails. I will not hide what you're going to get paid. There, There's no subterfuge involved in and this. And that's why they're hiring. That's why they're interviewing you because they're trying to, to figure out do I take this pay, which is probably on the low end for a lot of stuff. Mid. Yeah, but go ahead. Mid, low end for is it worth it to take this job? And that's why that guy was probably interviewing you. And, and honestly, I'm okay with that to the extent that he showed up for the interview. Absolutely. Why are you talking to me and committing to an interview only to not show up and have your phone go straight to voicemail um that's actually uh i would say a gen z late minute millennial trait they just ghost and we've actually i work for a very i wouldn't say prestigious company but a company you, that you do in the past, uh, I, people, I will i will label i will throw prestige upon your company you work for a very large organization that is world renowned that yeah no go ahead but we have people who go through the whole entire hiring process, go through the whole background check, go through the whole credit check, all that kind of stuff, and don't show up on the day of. And we pay quite well. Yes, you do. So I agree. Uh, it, it's right now the environment and where the fact that there's jobs aplenty. Well, it's a, it's an employee's market, and I and oh, I get that absolutely. Yes, and and you go, you drive down the road. Every single fucking business has a help wanted sign out. Exactly, every one of them, and I understand that, and I understand the competition is very stiff for everything else. I guess my point, bottom line, is if you apply, show the fuck up for the interview. That's all I ask. I'm a busy it, guy. 
I, I, I cut <laughs> at least a half hour, 45 minutes out of my day so I can sit and talk to your fucking ass. And you, you have the audacity, the fucking avarice to not even show up or call or say you need to reschedule. Fuck you. I'm coming to your house to burn it down. <laughs> I will take that 45 minutes to take the time to come to your house and burn it down because you sent me your application. I have your information. I know where you live. I will come to your fucking house and burn it down. Okay. Just fucking yeah. say, Hey, I need to reschedule or Hey, I'm not interested in the position. Awesome. Everybody moves on with their life. Have some- I, and I, I find it unimaginably rude. I absolutely feel you on this one. What, I just, what yeah. happened? What happened? What this seems to be on the regular because, like I said, that's like four or five in a row that have fucking done that. Right. What is what is your your fucking ultimate goal for applying for these jobs? And uh, again, yeah. if you're not happy with it, you don't like what it is. Fine. Just, Just say communicate. no. Communicate. Yeah. That's all I ask. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think a part of it is I found we have moved towards a lot of people have a hard time saying no. And especially we have been taught not to say no to job opportunities and that kind of thing. That's all I can think it is. All right. So everybody out there, if you're looking for a job in the Portland area, please send an email to Josh. Yes. Because <laughs> he needs people. Yes. Really, no, really bad. I'm not going to tell you what it is or what we do here because I don't talk about all that on the show. But, uh, you know, you can message me. It's uh, what, what contact at morallyflexiblepodcast.com. <laughs> Go ahead and email me and uh, I'm, I'm happy to help you, uh, you know, get some gainful employment. Is it the highest paying in the world? No, it's not. But you'll be but it's not the hardest thing either. It's also not the hardest job in the <laughs> world. So please, please give me a call. So, yeah, that's that's my thing of the week, I, and that happened just today. And I, I just, I so, I'm so fucking frustrated with this whole thing because it is creating a situation where I can't supply people for the contracts that I have right now. Yeah, I'm getting to the point where we may have to drop some contracts or pay more. Well, you can only pay so much. Look, bill rates are, are what they are. You can only bill so much. I mean, Jesus Christ. I just hit a client up this week for a 65 fucking percent increase. Now, granted, well, they've been our client for six years and never had a rate increase. So that's part of the problem. Right. That was before my time here, but you know, if they don't do at least a 45% increase, we got to dump them because we're not making right. any money. Yeah. No, because, I can totally see that. Because I want to pay those high wages. I want to be competitive in this market. But yeah, God, I'm damned if I do. And I'm fucking damned if I don't. I'm thinking about becoming a cook. <laughs> <laughs> but but then it'd take all the joy of cooking from your yeah, regular life. I know I said that in a couple episodes ago. No, it's true. I, you I, could come I, be my personal chef if you want, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. Do you, we what can do you, 
convert my garage and make it a little uh-huh. live-in house for you and can stuff. I, can I have a hat? <laughs> yes. I want the chef's hat. And, I'm totally going to buy sh- you a chef's hat. And a schmock. Can I have a schmock? <laughs> and a schmock. And then you have to talk like the Swedish chef. Bork, 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 bork. Bishkibee, bishkibee. <laughs> Thank you. You have made my life that much better now. I appreciate it. <laughs> and on that note, let's do a thing, shall we? I love things. You love things. Do you have a I thing? Have, yeah, I have a thing. You have a thing? I have, well, not the thing you're thinking of, but do I have you, a different do you, thing. Do you have a thing that's strong enough to lead us off? No. All right, fair enough. I have a story to tell. Yay! I'm going to tell you about Ron Lowe. Hmm. You ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Ron, in. Ron Lowe had a great sex life with his wife, but as he approached 40, his wife seemed to be reaching sexual satisfaction as he was struggling to climax. Quote, unquote, uh, maybe she was more comfortable with her body and learning to respond because each time was more amazing for her. Mr. Lowe is a 48-year-old industrial engineer from Chicago. I don't know how that plays into this. Plays into it, yeah. Whatever, you know. This is, by the way, an article from back in uh, 2011. I had okay. always I had always lasted a good long time in bed and was focusing on that, but it finally backfired when I lost some sensitivity. Lowe tried changing lovemaking positions and home remedies such as slathering on lotion and not a cock ring, which I don't get, but eventually yeah. went to see a doctor who told him, you better stick with being tough and leathery. What? I don't know what that means. I, d- I don't understand what that means tough either. Tough and leathery. <laughs> That means you need her to fucking Francis punch you on a regular? I I don't know. When the doctor was no help, he turned to the internet, which is always a mistake, which suggested the circumcision he'd had as a baby had taken away nerve cells. So Lowe created a homemade foreskin growing device that he now builds and sells with his family. What? Yes. Okay, keep going. Lowe contends that circumcised men have lost a large area of tissue. It's highly inadvertent with dense packing pleasure receptors, he said. For the past 10 years, the American Academy of Pediatrics has remained neutral on the issue, recommending when it comes to circumcision, that parents should determine what is in the best interest of the child. The rate of circumcisions in the United States has dropped significantly in the past three years. From 56% in 2006 to 33% in 2009. Uh Lowe was so desperate to undo his own circumcision that in April 2001, after reading online about other attempts to regrow foreskin, (laughs) no no problem there, right? WebMD, thank you. He took matters into his own hands. It might, oh, no. it might make my sexual experience better, said Lowe, who taped up his penis every morning after a shower and took the tape off only to urinate or to have sex with his wife. When he told his wife, her reaction was, this sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Is this an April Fool's joke? Circus- circumcision reversal looked like a hoax. Lowe himself was cynical. 
I thought it must be an elaborate internet hoax or everyone's doing it, he said. He started with a 35 millimeter film canister and tucked in the glands with lotion, then taped it up. Moisture is what's needed to be rejuvenated, said Lowe. Like a band-aid applied to the skin's surface, the taping forced the penis to shed epithelial cells and the skin became more tender to the touch. It also stretched the tissue. Plastic surgeons use similar techniques when expanding tissue to be grafted to another part of the body. In a few months, I noticed changes, he said. Eventually, Lowe created his own soft silicone device that was conical in shape and tapered to allow skin to regrow and was comfortable to wear. It comes off instantly and takes under a minute to put back on, he said. But you're a stall guy now, not a urinal guy. (laughs) (laughs) Today, years later, Lowe's new tissue is still there and very sensitive. He said he sells a kit of what he calls TLC Tuggers for $60 on eBay which is where the television producers found him. This is that sex show on TLC, but whatever. Okay. Now Lowe is pushing for a legal ban on male circumcision before a child is old enough to consent and has joined the Stop Circumcision Society to march on Washington. I would like to be put out. I would like it to be put out of business, he said. (laughs) All right. So what's the thing here? The circumcision thing? (laughs) The fact that he fucking created a homemade device to regrow your foreskin. So the question I have for you, you are the mother of a son. I am. I am a father to two girls, so I cannot weigh into this. Yes. Where are you on circumcision? Okay, as a mother? As a mother. Wait, no, as a mother? Wait, there's two very different opinions. Well, I I don't want you to embarrass the lad because I know he is older and could possibly come across. Okay, so is your is your kid Uh, circumcised? No, and because his dad was not. Okay. Now, when it comes to me giving head, I want a guy who's circumcised. (laughs) (laughs) So. Don't grow back your foreskins, my friends. (laughs) I have never, I've never met a woman who said, oh yeah, I love that foreskin. I am circumcised. And I'm not circumcised for any religious reason. I'm not Jewish. I'm I'm not religious in general. So I'm not circumcised. It was the thing to do when we were born. It was. Back in the 70s, it it was a thing to do. But... I could not imagine having a turtleneck. I'll be honest with you. When I am watching porn, if the dude has a turtleneck, I have to move on. Me too. Because it creeps me out. <laughs> if So my poor ex-husband did not get head very often because <laughs> he had a turtleneck. And I was like, That's, I just don't want to deal with that. I do not like the look of it. It just... So let, let's 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 look at it this way. Let, let's ask this question, or let Josh ask this question. Do you think that it is appropriate for the parents to make that decision when the kid is an infant, or let them grow up and make that decision themselves? 
I struggle with this because when I made the decision, I made the decision thinking if he grows older and he wants to make that change, he can. But at the same time, when it's in a diaper and all that kind of stuff, it seems like it's much easier to take care of it and you have someone watching over it and there's a lot more. You have appointments with your doctor every Every week. couple of weeks or week. Yeah. No, every, every week well, when, yeah, they're first when, born. when they're first born. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot more oversight. So. Oh, and I was, I was. My ex was very adamant about it, ah, so I was like, "So you, you, there, okay. there, there was a joint decision involved, and a lot of pressure." Oh yeah, it was end. absolutely okay. a okay. joint decision. That makes like, sense. I'm not, so why would my son be? And I'm just like, and I didn't say anything because I was a good spouse. I mean, we had only been married for like less than a year. Well, so. you, you got to you, no, and and this is a discussion, you know, that obviously you have to have with your the the, the baby daddy or the baby mama or whoever else. If you're if you're yeah. truly doing, you know, a partnership with the parenting, I I understand this conversation to have. Totally get that. Yeah, I am of the mind that I would rather do it when they're young. Because less trauma, it's like yep. have it's like having your tonsils out as an adult as opposed to having them out as a kid. Yep, way less traumatic. Let yep. me tell you, have my tonsils out at the age, in my thirties. It was fucking yep. horrible. Right now, well, yes. We're, and when you're a baby, like the first couple weeks when they're healing from circumcision, they're literally sleeping twenty hours out of. A 24-hour day. Best time. Best time. Yeah. So, I, you know, is is it more of just an aesthetic thing at this point, or is it it a functional thing? I don't know. I don't have a penis. But for pen, (laughs) it's more of it's both. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the only reason to get a circumcision, because women may be turned off from giving you head. Guys... (laughs) fucking get that shit cut now because it may drive away i have never heard of a woman declining to give head because i was circumcised yes never that would and that has happened with me i have been like nope not going there that is reason enough that's it that's all you fucking need to know (laughs) fuck the research fuck all of that shit fuck WebMD. Fuck John Hopkins, you, all, all of that shit. The bottom line is, gentlemen, if you're not circumcised, there may be some women that won't give you head. That's it. Hey, and that all may be changing because a lot less boys are getting circumcised. Now. No, it's down so. significantly uh, from yeah. a decade ago. And the numbers were in front of me with the paper I printed out, but I just threw it across the room because... <laughs> I went, hey, there are women that won't give you head because you're not circumcised. And that Less was all, likely. That, that Less was all, likely. No, it's not going to happen. That, that, was, uh, that was all I needed to know. But yes, no, it, it's down greatly. It's, it's not a religious thing anymore. It's not, I mean, yes. I mean, it is still a religious it, thing, but yeah. as far as a lot of before, previously in the 70s and the 80s, 
they were just doing it because they did it to everybody. Right. It was it was just a reflex. It was just it was, everybody yeah. else did this, so I'm going to do this now. But of course, we're in an age now where we question every fucking thing that happens. So yeah. it, it's it's you know oh, oh I'm going to leave their foreskin on blah 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 yeah. And if my son decides to go get surgery, I'm not taking care of him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my worry is that, you know, you have kids that yeah. reach a certain age and go, well, everybody else, you know, I've got all these male friends in the locker room that are circumcised. Well, why can't I go do it? And then they dis- they don't have as understanding of parents as you and I would be. Yeah. And decide to try to do the- do it themselves. Oh, God, that would be yeah, scary. Yeah, that's, that's a worry. That's a big worry because yeah. there's, I'm sure there's cost involved in doing a circumcision when you're in your teens. It is probably a, well, it's an elective surgery. It's elective cosmetic. Yeah. You're paying out of pocket for that shit. But yeah. at the same time, I actually know someone who had a circumcision that did not do the best and his penis was actually twisted a little bit, which actually was a good thing. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> Hey, look! If it's a curved dick, it just bangs up against a certain area. It's it's fine. And you you, you can, can position you for can that, twist. So. I mean, come on, we can all twist. <laughs> we do what we need to oh. do. You're never having me back, are you? <laughs> I'll have you back on because I have the most interesting discussions with you. Because it's always good to have this female opinion on these things. Because Mike and I, we know so only so much. Yeah, that's true. Because for guys, we we <laughs> yeah. know our own experiences, but you know the 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 female mind to us is still something that is elusive and mysterious and an enigma, and so we're always excited to be able to delve into that. Yeah. So I can see that. So bottom line, uh, get your foreskins <laughs> cut off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my thing is not anywhere near as cool as that. Well. You know, go big or go home. That's what I say. Okay. What do you got? Totally. Did you know that the McDonald's in Singapore serves spaghetti with a drumstick on the side? They actually did it? Yeah, it's spaghetti with a drumstick. It's like... Yeah. They so tried. Crazy. They did try the spaghetti out in the states, not along with the drumstick, but the, the they did try it at one point here. Oh, really? Many, many, many moons ago. Why would they? Spaghetti just seems so random when it comes to like when I'm thinking fast food or something. To go. I'm not thinking spaghetti. Lasagna? Yes. Pizza? Yes. Spaghetti? No. Because now we can get lasagna from Domino's. Or a version of it's more of a ZD, but still, yeah. you you can get yeah. those things from you know fast food joints. But yes, McDonald's has tried everything. They've tried well, hot dogs at one well, point. And this is a regular menu item. This is something that is served on the regular in Hong Kong, or no, uh, Singapore. And I was I was like, you know what? I need to dive in because McDonald's localizes their menus everywhere. Absolutely. And I was like, what are some of the weird things that they do? So one of the other things that I was like, fucking give me that was a bacon macaroni and cheese grilled cheese sandwich. Shut the fuck like, up. No, Hong Kong. I'm like, oh, what? Oh. I know. It's like, why did they not serve that here? 
Uh, let's see. Some of the other kinds of things that they had. Oh, they had a McFloat. That sounds amazing. Uh, Why what, not here? What's a McFloat? A McFloat is uh, Coke with the soft serve ice cream on top. And foreskin? Yes, and foreskin. <laughs> so you look at like you haven't ever. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. And then uh, some of the other things is like you can get lobster, like a lobster sandwich. Oh, my God. At McDonald's? At McDonald's. A McLobster is what it was called. Where is this? Canada. Oh, my fucking God. Can you... like, it must have been Nova Scotia or something. Can you like imagine? Oh, that sounds so good. But, yeah, but <laughs> stop. Stop for a second. Can you imagine going to your McDonald's that's down the road from you and they have a lobster sandwich? Would you yeah. ever, ever fucking buy that? I, she's I actually thinking uh, about it. That's, that's I, what's I'm terrifying. Actually- because McDonald's has really high turnover. Everything's frozen. Yes. Yes, I would totally get it. Oh, my God. Oh, oh God. You know every single fucking lobster you buy at Safeway is fucking frozen. Which is why I don't buy lobster at fucking Safeway. Where do you get your lobster at? Uh, a restaurant. I don't fucking ever buy lobster at any frozen. store. Still frozen. I might go to a fucking butcher who might have lobster. But, yeah, No. Lobster is really hard to eat. There's a lot of work involved in it. So what I'm guessing is there's lobster meat in the sandwich. Yes. Because nobody's cracking shell going to McDonald's. Oh, no. It's like a lobster sandwich. So okay. it's like almost a po' a boy, but it has like um, like some vegetables and a lobster spring. So let me tell you, the only lobster I'm eating would require some cracking involved. And that's too much work. <laughs> And unless it's like a lobster cake or something, but I, I, I'm going to a restaurant that specializes in seafood. Otherwise True. I'm out. Yeah. I'll eat a shitty, a- I'll eat a shitty cheeseburger from McDonald's. I have no problem with that, but I, I'm probably going to have one once I'm done recording tonight. Cause I'm hungry, but, <laughs> uh, Oh, no lobster. God damn it. Um, Uber, Uber yeah, meat. that was a funny thing because I'm talking to one of my other exes and he's like in Arizona. He's like, you should come down here. I've got the greatest seafood restaurant. I was like, you want me to fly to a fucking desert to have seafood? I live near in Seattle. Yeah, I was going to say, you can go to Pike Place Market and, and get them to a, throw get, a fish get, at get, my get, face. Get whatever the f- <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can get whatever you need thrown in your face. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yes. But yes, if you want fresh lobster or fresh crab, that's you can get it fresh. I, I have a place here locally that gets fresh shit. If I were ever to feel like I could actually cook any type of crustacean, I would go to the, I, I would never buy it from a grocery store. That's true. Thank you, McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Whenever you get a that's- chance. Whenever you get a chance, look into the shit KFC has done on a regional basis. Oh, really? Horrifying. Oh, let's do that. Horrifying. <laughs> Horrifying. Well, that was uh, excellent. Uh, there's foreskin and crab lobster sandwiches at McDonald's. God, help us all. Break. Break. 
back. Well, Angela, how's your drink treating you? I'm feeling good. Yeah. Do you have to work? Do you have to work yes. tomorrow? <laughs> yes. Yeesh. And I don't get to like sleep in and then go in when I wake up. No, I have to be there at pretty early in the morning. Mm, you sound jelly. I'm kind of a little jelly. Yeah. You, I know you wish you'd have had the job I have. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. No worries. No worries. Uh, yeah, the gingers, uh, my ass is beat. Uh-huh. And I love the two gingers uh, made by the Kilbegan Company, by the way. Ah. Not a, sponsor, okay. not a sponsor of the show, despite the fact I'm trying. You're trying? Yes. <laughs> I have been trying. Well, let's wrap this shit up. Let's get to the corner. Okay, let's go. Daddy, I don't like Star Wars. Avengers are boring. Welcome to the Kids' Corner. Holy shit, Nichols Batman. So last week we reviewed Tall Girl. There were feelings had. So we said, fuck it, let's do Tall Girl Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. Not the title, but I wish it was. Released February 11, 2022. Rated TV PG. Runtime 1 hour and 37 minutes, despite the fact it felt like it was 3 hours. Released on Netflix, of course. It is trending at number 4 on Netflix's top 10 right now. And yeah, I, because I, shits like you make me watch it. I just okay. <laughs> I just checked that. I, and you're right. I just checked that. That is, that is current as of... Yep. February 16, 2022. Hey, synopsis. After Jody Kremen gains popularity, her miscommunications start causing rifts with those around her, and now she really needs to stand tall. <laughs> it's never going to end. The tall puns are never going to end with this one. Hey, this stars Ava Michelle as Jody Kremen, Griffin Gluck, worst name ever, as Jack Dunkelman. Or as I like to call him, Ducky. Uh, Sabrina Carpenter as the best thing in the movie. Harper Kramen. Angelica Washington as Farida Marks. Luke Eisner as Steve Mohan. Steve is on as Richie Kramen. Angela Kinsey as Helena Kramen. And who gives a fuck about the rest of the cast? Because I don't. Written by Sam Wolfson. Also based on characters by Sam Wolfson. Sam came back twice because... It's a paycheck <laughs> directed by Emily Ting, who was not the director of the first one. Cause the first director went, what have I done with my life and shot himself? Right. Quite possibly. Quite yes. possibly. Here's what uh, I was laughing at during the break. This was one of the uh, producers on this was Mick G. Okay. Who directed Terminator Salvation, Charlie's both Charlie's angels movies. And uh, X3. Are you fucking kidding no, me? No, I wish I was. And apparently he also was the executive producer on the first one as well. My, how the mighty have mighty fallen. Mighty have fallen, Have yes. they fallen. This is a guy that at one point was banging Olivia Munn. All right? That's all I'm going to say. Let's put it in perspective. So Emily Ting has done nothing of note. Rotten Tomatoes, are you interested? Oh, let me take a guess. 20%. Critics or audience? 
critics 35 audience 20 damn you're close critics 50 50 percent audience 22 percent you have got to give that to me that's good you're very good because we are the audience and we feel the same all right look this one i have to say that there was very little to make fun of because it was so fucking bland that I I, I found I, I really had a hard time making fun of this. I really did. Yeah. I have to give them credit for how they handled some of the self-esteem mental health issues that came along with it that yeah. the first one completely butt fucked. Right. And it was that, better yeah. than that. It was, I, well, I didn't see the first one, but based yes. on your review, it was better than yes, that. Yes, it was better than the first one as far as they handled those particular issues. Because I know the whole thing is about people with self-esteem issues and when you're different, blah, 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 blah. The first one did a shit job of that. The second one did a much better job. However, it was much more of a bland film that I... I there was very little to go. <laughs> this sucks on. So two out of five, Angie, one out of five. I hated it. Yeah. I figured it you sucked would. so yeah. bad. That's pretty bad. That's pretty I bad. was texting. I was like, Oh my God, my friend hates me. <laughs> it's not that I hate you. It's just, you were available. So yeah, that's true. You had to watch what we set up. Hey, you know, we talked about this, you know, last episode, so I had to do it to you. Yes. You had to come along I, for the ride. It could have been Encanto. It could have been Luca. It could have been something yeah, better. Yeah. But... Something that was actually halfway good. Yeah. Oh, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're not. Can we break it down? <laughs> no. Okay. So they, they start out doing this modern family thing. And I, I don't know why where they're doing this. Uh, we're breaking the fourth wall talking into the camera nonsense and no one cares right because yeah look man puberty will hit ducky at some point he's kind of a late bloomer it will happen they're in high school i don't understand why he hasn't like grown up it a could, little bit. It, hey some people are late bloomers i'm not one of them wait, wait, but, wait. but he's a sophomore in high school Okay, so he's not growing anymore. I, I don't know what okay. to say. He should yeah. still be allowed to climb Mount Everest and not be insecure about it. True. Right? All right. right. I have to say, Jesus fucking Christ. So everything changed because of her fucking homecoming speech. Are we are we serious about this? Has, I know. has any of us been to high school? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, really? And I know I it's it's been decades upon decades since you and I have been to high school. However, I don't think it's a lot a lot has changed in that time. No, and I think kids are crueler now than they have ever been. I think they are. They have the power of social media and the interwebs to sharpen an, their teeth. And anonymity and non anonymity. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> anonymity i knew where you were going hey i feel bad for steeg in this one he just wants to be loved right that's true he feels bad he was a two-time and piece of shit he lost tall girl and selma hike jr yes. and now he's on his own 
I'm always curious if someone hosts an exchange student, can they go, you know what? This ain't working out and send them back. That's actually a really good question. It's a great question. I should have researched it, but I felt like there was a point where no one wanted Stieg anymore and wanted to just deport his ass. In the first movie. In the second movie, you never see Dunk's, Ducky's parents. So, Well, Ducky's dad. You see Ducky's dad in this. I must have glossed over that. Well, it's it's not hard to do so. <laughs> But uh, no, Ducky's dad was just living vicariously through his son, hoping mm-hmm. that he would climb the mountain. That's what I'm calling Jody from now on. We continue to get more fake singing, and I and I can't deal with this. There's a lot of fake. Was it really fake singing? It's I didn't fake even pay fucking singing. It. Come on. Her audi- her audition, the fucking play itself. I mean, yeah. come on. It's bullshit. It, 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 if it's not fake singing, it's the worst ADR I've ever seen. Right. Yes. I don't know. The whole entire thing, I kept getting distracted by the fact that they live in this magical world where everything is perfectly decorated and everybody has a shit ton of money. Well, like, yeah, this is all first world bullshit here. I don't even know anybody in first world that is throwing around as much money as they're throwing around in this thing. They have problems, though. It's real problems. Except for the fact that uh, when Jody was doing her audition, the one of the judges or whatever the fuck, the drama teacher, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that she called her out and went, hey, how is your shit a problem? <laughs> yeah, that was good. That, that was, I think, the best scene in the whole movie. <laughs> there was t- at times where the movie was self-aware of what it was how stupid doing, it was or the or how stupid it was or the tropes that it was doing and it a little bit of salvation there but it still sucked i felt like jody was developing a bit of a dissociative disorder there just a little bit now she's yeah. hearing voices in her head i mean at <laughs> least it's her voice and not the voice of another person I guess. It would have been cool if it was Satan, though. <laughs> Kill all of them now. You, you know the whole Tommy gun from last. Yes. <laughs> I like there. Her sister did have a good line, though. There's no worse bully than the one in your own head. And I. And that's absolutely we, true. We can all attest to that. Yeah. All of us. That was high school. Totally. But part of the burden that Jody has now with her popularity as a result of her fucking homecoming speech, everybody wants to fuck Jody at this point, apparently. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've got Tommy, her co star. Yes. Stieg still wants to nail it. And there's yeah. Schnipper, Schniper, whatever the fuck is, the, the guy's name is. The, the guy that uh, blew off Selma Jr. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah. still wants to knock, put a dent in that. He, he still wants to climb Mount Everest there because she's tall. Did you know she's tall? Because we try she's to. Not ha- that much taller than me. That's she's the funny thing. certainly fucking shorter than I am. So, you know, whatever. That's fine. But we have to create some type of stupid fucking tension that comes out of nowhere. And they start having this chicken race of who can avoid who faster. And yeah. it's it's ridiculous. It's unearned. It's it's bad writing. It's it's all of it. It's all the cliche, tropey bullshit. The the script is garbage in this. 
Yeah. No, totally. Not that it wasn't in the first one. However, it had a great line in it uh, when Stieg's sister shows up. I love uh, Ducky's line of, you know, you rented more Swedes. That was racist. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I have a note here at 37 minutes in, uh, I'm bored out of my mind. That that was the note I put in. Yeah, that's when I was starting to text my friend. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, we were diving into the cell phone at that point. Hey, uh, speaking of her co-star Tommy, uh, he looked like he was in his 30s. Yes. And why does he have a jury curl? (laughs) Can someone explain that to me? Yeah, I don't know. Is that in now? Are we at that point? I know everything, you know, is cyclical and we get back to certain points as far as fashion is concerned. Is the jury curl back in now? I have no idea. I know because neither one of us are in high school. Because we're old. Yeah, and we don't have. Well, you have a kid in kind of close to high school. Next year. Next year. Next year. So maybe you can get a full briefing from him. All his friends are online. I have no idea what they look like. Jesus (laughs) Christ. It's a conspiracy, I swear to God. But hey, he and Jody have a lot in common. So he was overweight once, and she's tall. Except he he can lose weight, but she can't shrink. So there's there's that. He was really fat. She was only 6'1". 6'1's really tall because there's no other fucking kids at school that are over six feet tall in high school. Here's here's the thing that boggles me about this movie, that they found enough people to make her look tall. Enough short people to make her look tall. Well, it's Hollywood. I mean, everybody's short in Hollywood, but that you you and I both you know, went to high school once, and there are plenty of people that are over six feet tall. Yeah, like my one of my good friends in high school was six two as a girl. Yeah, she's great at volleyball. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess we should give them credit for not trying to make her a jock where she's playing basketball. But she probably would have gravitated toward the height. Ah, no, no, no! Don't do that! Ah, Don't do that! Look, man. As I said last episode, I was over six feet tall by the time I got to junior high. I couldn't play basketball to save my fucking life. I hit 5'9 at 11. Oh, my God. You're so short. Uh, (laughs) Which is, it's on the tall side for women. And did you have a goatee and and were drinking beer at that point? Or how'd that work out? Yes, because I shave and wax and now. At, At as you're when you were a teenage or <laughs> preteen. <laughs> I I don't know. I guess the biggest problem I have with this one is it, there's just nothing happening. It's, right. it's so vanilla. There's just there's no it, it's all bullshit conflict that is lazy writing. There's just nothing going on. And and you have for example, you have Ducky going nuts after they break up and he's mad because Oh, I'm going to throw away our future dogs. What kind of psychopath has that shit planned out? I understand back in the 50s and the 40s and 50s, yes, people would meet their high school sweetheart and we were looking at long-term shit. Now? No. Well, to tell you the truth, I got distracted by the fact that he was about to throw away a couple couple ground camera setup because that lens that they had on that camera was... (laughs) <laughs> what, what, I'm sorry. Was what? 
You broke up. The lens, the yeah. lens on the camera that he was using was really expensive. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, she How bo- did they- yeah, and she, she bought it for him. Yeah, once she, again, she she bought him some really nice shit. Why why would you toss that? The privilege. Yes. Was thick. It was thick, thick <laughs> in this. Hey, I give you a hundred dollars once. No, I'm gonna burn that bill. I, really? No, I'm not gonna do that. I love the whole thing where she kisses Tommy. She goes and tells him it almost turned into a Ross and Rachel thing. We were on a break. Oh God. It would have been good if they had done that. Yeah. Cause at least then it would have been, I don't know, but it led to a photo shoot montage of yoga and dogs <laughs> and everything else. If I were ducky, I'm going after Steeg's sister. Why did he not? I don't get that either. I, I didn't understand that. I thought they were going to end up together because through this whole thing. But then she ends up getting back together with yeah. her boyfriend, Ingvar. I was like, whatever. Yeah. No, no. I'm going after the Swedish exchange student as opposed to the other one who's making out and with I other was... b- other boys. Mm. If I was in this movie as a teenager, I would have been going after the Swedish extension and his sister. <laughs> Goddamn right. I would have been going after Selma Jr. Cause uh, you know, we vibe. I know we're both yeah. fucking monsters and I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. So Sabrina Carpenter as the older sister is still the best part of the movie. Unfortunately, she got very little time in this and I was very angry with that. That was the only good part of the first film. Cause oh, she was, in, she was insane. And I love the fact that she was insane. She was much better. Instead, we get Tommy wearing a biker jacket. What What the fuck was that? Ducky. No, no, no. I'm talking about her co-star, the oh, Jerry God. Curl guy. Um, Jerry Curl guy is wearing a fucking no, biker no. jacket. I know what it was. It was a callback to Grease. Go Grease Lightning. Oh, Grease yes. Light. Really? Yes. I are, think it was a callback to Grease. Are we trying to channel Grease? I... I thought it was part of his, like, he was, like, really living in his part for the play. Because, dude, he was leaning hard into that the whole time. Yeah, that's but then true. I noticed he was a method he, actor. Method. But, yes. Very Dan, <laughs> very Daniel Day-Lewis. But I, but he, he continued to have that jacket on in many, many scenes. So it was clearly part of his wardrobe. Statement piece. Yeah. Sure. I was really hoping that he was a serial killer and like at the last minute he would just, I know he thought I was great and we kissed, but I murdered four people. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. But no, Netflix will never give us that. Nope. And make us happy. She tried to burn her stripper shoes with, which I thought were a little, ex- that was extreme. They need to be burnt. Yeah, but they made her taller, which was ridiculous because that was the problem we were having. (laughs) But I love the fact that she decided at the last minute she wanted to save them. It would have been great if nobody stopped her from jumping in the fire because the the movie could have ended. That's true. And then it went on for another 30 minutes after that. Fucking Christ, man. I, I don't understand Selma Jr.'s uh, face turn. Didn't make any sense to me. She decided to save the shoes by dumping water on it. There, What was the point of that storyline? Because there was nothing to it. 
What was the point of the movie? Thank you. I agree. I agree. And and that brings me to the point of does did anybody care about any of the fucking side storylines of the ancillary characters? Because I sure fuck fucking did. who did Steeg end up with? Farida. Farida. Uh huh. That was dumb. Because she he bought all sweatshirts. Oh that god! Didn't sell at the store. That was such tropey garbage. Yes. And they kissed, and it was oh no, he can't broke the bro code or what? Do, what do you girls call it? The girl code, the guy, the the the, the fuck code. I don't know. Whatever it was, I'm not up on that we, shit. We, I don't know. I passed around boyfriends with my friends like crazy. In yeah, school, right. So. It was very. Yeah, it went all over the place. But I barely cared about the main character. So why the fuck do I care about the second gear, the secondary characters? Correct. There's nothing that kept me interested in this. And then they ripped off Abba, Abba. Take a chance on me. Yes. I hope they sue Netflix. I swear to God, I hope they sue Netflix because not oh, just you know they got they you know they got. Permission. I hope they got paid. They better have fucking got paid. I swear to Christ, they deserved it because there was more fake singing. Yep. But then I got to give them credit when Jody has the panic attack while driving with her parents. I liked how they handled that. I thought it was very appropriate. I've been in that spot before. So I cannot completely take a dump on this movie because they did handle some of those issues in an appropriate way. I think the mental health issues are the only thing that got handled appropriately because her sister was there and talking about it. Her parents were there and talking about it. So, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And, you know, the good part of the movie was that i will begrudgingly give it credit after that it was all dog shit downhill from that point yes yes we had our fucking musical her and ducky get back together everybody does a lovely dance at the end holy fucking shit this movie was too fucking long where did they find all the short fucking extras she's only six one and everybody surrounding her was shorter by at least six inches. Angie, it was Hollywood. Jesus Christ. How tall is Tom Cruise? Five, eight. Yeah. You'd be a giant next to him. I. <sighs> no, he ain't five, eight. He's shorter than that. Uh, okay. Yeah, you, me and you, Mr. You, Google oh, are going to have Oh my God. Right so now you got to fact check me. Uh, <laughs> Cruise is there's. I I will bet nothing of substance that he is shorter than 5'8". Tell me I am wrong. Ah! Fuck yeah! See? I know my shit. Five... One of the biggest stars in Hollywood. He is five fucking seven. I would look like a giant next to him. As would Jody, for that matter. Yeah. I was really sad when I found out that Christian Slater was only 5'9". Yeah. Still taller than Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. But I love when Steak's sister showed up and it's like, oh, another tall girl. But then when they're all walking together, she's uh, maybe a little bit taller than Ducky. A little no, bit. I, no, I thought she was taller than No, that. not by oh, much. Really? No, she was she was in the middle between Steak and, and Ducky. Like, and not by much. I was hoping for a battle of the tall girls because that would have been interesting. In mud or jello? No, I was not attracted to any of them because they're high school teenagers and not interested. Are they in really? 
Well, they're in high school. Well, in the movie, they are. In real life, they're probably in their fucking thirties. I, I have no idea. But uh, yeah, this was uh, this was some vanilla bland ass shit. I I don't recommend either fucking film. I I I know what the what they're trying to go for, and there are better after school specials out there because that's what this was. They were all, both films were an attempt to be an after school special, and that did not work. But after school specials actually try to teach you. Thing. That's what I'm saying. They attempted to teach something in this and they failed miserably in doing so. <sighs> yeah. And the uh, most of the acting. God, I can't believe Steve Zahn's in this fucking movie. I can't believe Angela Kinsey's in this fucking movie. How, how do you go from being a successful actor and actress and do this? This is slumming. And I, 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 granted it's Netflix, so there's some Netflix money in there. So I'm sure they got a check. So thank you for suffering through that. (laughs) Anytime. Did you get your son to watch that? Oh, fuck no. No, no. He's got to be on board. Oh, no, 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 no. He, like I said, there is very little he'll watch. It is usually Marvel and Star Wars and that's it. Fair enough. I understand. He's smart. Oh, in the Matrix. <laughs> Not Resurrections, though, right? No. Don't no. let him watch that. Don't. <laughs> it will ruin him for the Matrix completely. Well, no, I'll have him. I was getting him back and watching all the other ones first. So. Okay, there you go. Original trilogy and then stop. Just stop. Okay. Animatrix, let him watch the Animatrix because that's good. Yeah. But otherwise, stop. Well, hey, how you feeling? Hey, I'm feeling really good. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Too good. It's not going to be uh, too good for right now. <laughs> Are you working from home tomorrow? No. Oh, fuck. You're screwed. I know. And yeah, and it's taken me a long time to get to work lately. So, well, I thank <sighs> you. I know that this was a very short notice thing. And you I have, love being here. You I have, have a lot of fun you, doing this. And I've had a lot of fun with you. You are delightful to have on, as always. You you bring a a, a little bit of flavor that uh, we do not get uh, when it's just Mike and I, because it's a testosterone fest here. So, th- so <laughs> yeah. thank you. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, the Gingers has uh, kicked my ass. Well, next episode, we are going to be taking a look at uh, Netflix's new remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We'll see how that goes. And then in the kids corner, sorry, Angie, Luca. Fuck you. (laughs) So, Hey, if you want to tell us to fuck off, email us at contact at morally flexible podcast.com Facebook. It is the morally flexible podcast. If you want to stop following us on Twitter, it's at the morally uh, Instagram is morally underscore flexible underscore podcast. I didn't even post our fucking last episode on Instagram. Are you fucking kidding no, me? I That's even, where you're getting the most action. Is uh, it? Really? Not, I, I fuck. I don't know. I don't follow it. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, you can find all of our episodes on anchor.fm forward slash morally flexible fucking podcast. There's no fucking in there. Take that out. Although I should have added that when I signed up. 
You totally should. I well, sh- actually, you can grab another one and then. It- <laughs> yes, I guess I could do that. So, on behalf of Angie and myself and Mike in absentia, I will bid you all a farewell. Hey, you want to take a shot at this, Angie? No. Angela, say goodnight. Good night, Angela. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, I don't know. I fucked it up. Whatever. Bye, everybody. Do you want to do that again? No, not really. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everyone. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>